Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you from SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 85. Hello out there, I am your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is BT Calloway. I've got put on deodorant this morning, and now I have a fine manly musk. <laughs> Good. And Phil Calloway. I'm in a small ma- room with a man that doesn't have deodorant, and now I'm small, fine, anger. <laughs> and very, very new guest, Jimmy Mack. James Mack, Jim Mack, Jim Mack. Jim Mack's fine, and I didn't prepare anything. <laughs> not, not as I, which is why I almost accidentally said, I've been in a small man today. <laughs> <laughs> and also, brand new guest, Jim Mack. Hey, guys. Hey, coming. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, man. BG smell fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and thank you uh, for joining us for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. So, Jim, you're joining us. You're brand new to the show. Tell us about you and The Simpsons. Where did it begin? Uh, Channel 10, I think. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching The Simpsons since I was a little fella. Stopped years ago now. I've got to be honest, I haven't watched a new episode in... That's okay. Well not, over a decade. Not a lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got very fond memories and uh, having watched that last episode, and we'll get to it shortly, I imagine, <laughs> I think those fond memories might be Somewhat trashed tainted. a little tainted. bit. Tainted. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry about that. Because yes, we did watch an episode from the HD era. This was season 27, episode 7, Lisa with an S. First released in November of 2015. It was directed by Bob Anderson and written by Stephanie Gillis, who wrote some of my least favorite Simpsons episodes. Uh, this is actually the first one we've done of hers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's no coincidence that she's Al Jean's wife and got a staff writing job on the show. In ah. this episode, Lainey Fontaine comes back to town and she's dating Mo and she takes Lisa away on tour and Marge doesn't like that. And stuff happens, guys. What did you think? Oh my God, the singing. <laughs> Why was there so much singing? The second it started, there's this tune playing and I'm like, oh, good thing we got Phil for this one. Yeah, <laughs> Phil, but- our resident musical expert. Phil was not happy with the singing part. <laughs> the song tonight went for like five minutes. It was long, yeah. <laughs> Two, I, had no, I had no points. They're going to play poker and Lisa wants to go to band camp. Yeah. Well, you know you know how you make one plot point last for five minutes, it's turned into a song. Yeah, that's why I hate songs. I know. <laughs> and this episode had a fair few of them. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> three more than I would like. Yeah, I actually didn't intend to bring you a musical episode. I just noticed that Lainey Fontaine was in this one, and we saw her previously on My Fair Lady, the the Uber one. So uh, yeah, yeah, thought that was a bit of continuity. My fair uh, Lady. Yeah. I was confused with the dog one. All right, so look, let's get into the questionnaire. BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Man, my big stick on this entire one is going to be, I actually like the idea. Yeah. And yet it just kind of tanks it. It really kind of pisses me off. I like the idea that Lisa gets recognized for her talent, gets a chance to go on tour. It's a Lisa-heavy episode. We don't have too many of those. It's a Lisa Marge episode. don't have too many of those. And yet it just, it doesn't know what to do with its own idea. Mm. And that really annoys me a hell of a lot. Specifically, I'm going to start with a joke I did like. So in that opening musical number, uh, Moe's preparing for poker night and Mm. Barney, who's sober again, comes in and he changes gin and he does a little dash, j-ale. Scotch becomes butterscotch and rum becomes not rum. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was a pretty good joke. Very clever there, Moe. But yeah, so that was a plot point that didn't really go anywhere. He seemed to just get Laney drunk, which wasn't what he wanted. Yeah, he was just 
dating her in this one, and I know there's some continuity there, but it just felt very floating and not tied to anything. Well, he was only there when the plot said he was, you know? Yeah. Like, it would have been more interesting if this was, yeah, Mo, Lainey, and Lisa going on tour together, and what kind of adventures could these three get up to? Yeah, I have more notes written in all capitals later, but we'll get to (laughs) Phil, how about you, mate? What's a moment from this episode that stood out to you for better or worse? Obviously, the singing was the worst moment. <laughs> Obviously. Also, I really didn't like the inside-out moment where they jumped into Homer's brain while he's playing poker. Yeah. And then there's, like, the inside-out angry guy. Yeah. And Ned Flanders is dressed as Marge, who's compassion or something. So it was Molman as sadness, comic book guy as disgust, Ned as happiness, Milhouse as fear, and... Willie as anger. So I actually think this was good casting and it looked okay, but yeah. none of the material was any good. It no. existed for no reason. They even point to it themselves. They go, well, that was this pointless little shoehorned bit, shoehorned, bye. Yeah, yeah. it was literally worst shoehorned scene ever and then yeah. just jumped back out of it. It's like, like, why did you write it then? You could have taken it out of the episode. And also... <laughs> Keyboards a... come with backspaces now. <laughs> <laughs> and escapes. <laughs> actually, the gag that I really did like that caught me a lot by surprise when... Homer's about to leave to go play poker and Lisa's trying to con him, not con him, convince him to take the winnings from poker so she can go to band camp. He goes, yeah. I'm going to win. I'm wearing my lucky t-shirt. And he holds it up and it's Snoopy for president. And he goes, if only he hadn't lost to President Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming and it may, actually made me genuinely laugh. Because there was an actual President Garfield, wasn't there? Was, there was, yeah. Which is why it's even more hysterical because I can see that's a confusion that Homer would actually have in real life. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, President Garfield? I voted for Snoopy. I will point out in that same scene, though, like talking about them undercutting herself, themselves, Lisa goes, can I have a hug and ask a favour? And then she goes, I'll ask the favour now so to save time. Yeah. And he puts her down and then she starts asking the favour. You didn't fucking save us any time. Yeah. You wasted our time and it wasn't even a good bit. Ugh. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Jim, for better or worse, what's a moment from this episode that stood out to you? I'll take the better. I loved the... Amish Flanders bit. Uh, yeah. That was a joke they could have just played with for multiple episodes. Yeah. 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 I want to um, see the Amish Flanders. Yeah. yeah I, I, I do like he wasn't just like a different costume for Flanders. He was like, oh, you must know my heretic cousin. Yeah. I genuinely <laughs> like that he looks down the, his nose at the yeah. liberal Ned. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah, was, was fantastic. A good, good direction to take. I was and, quite surprised by that. Yeah. And the, the return to it after the credits was, was that after the credits? Yeah. yeah. And again, they were undercutting their own joke where they framed it with this unnecessary interstitial moment. Uh, and yep. it was like, no, just have the moment. Don't undercut yourself. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. I would genuinely like to see more Amish in yep. more cartoons <laughs> as a rule. True. Uh, and I did quite enjoy uh, Edison's Witch Lights oh, yeah. um, <laughs> as a gag. And the devil's diddlies. Yeah. <laughs> Still taking the devil's diddlies. That was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that could be an excellent kind of odd couple show yeah. if you had Ned's Amish cousins come to live with Ned yeah. and they think he's like a, a hippie like yeah. swear bear. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that for an episode. It's an angle we've never gotten someone looking down on Ned for being unholy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would be interesting. Yeah, It was well played on. Because Flanders a lot is sort of the subject of a lot of like Westboro Baptist-esque mm. sort of character traits in the later season. I know you haven't caught up, but they've really sort of fucked with his character and really reduced him to, like, the worst parts of Christianity, mm. where good old Ned was... was yeah, he, never... he was charitable and giving, and now he's just kind of a dick. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, seeing this fresh angle, yeah, I totally agree. It's a, a really refreshing, funny thing to see. Yeah, look, I just wanted to go to a down moment and... Of course. <laughs> this episode had a lot of them. The <laughs> bizarre pop-ups of a number of characters. Maggie appearing in the coat 
Uh, Millhouse yeah. mm. appearing in the highest level of an unnecessarily tall theatre. Uh, when <laughs> does the show start? Abe. Why was Abe in the room? To yell one just bit of to advice. Say, I was here. Just to say, mm. yeah, I was here the whole time. I've just been quiet. Which I think is a joke that they've probably done ever since the show started. We've forgotten yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. But that joke didn't have any, no, it any teeth to it. There's nothing to it. I don't yeah. get it. Well, they're just pointing out what they're doing and it yeah. doesn't mm. make for actual comedy. There's like, actually a lot of that in this episode. There's yeah. a lot of, here's the funny thing that I'm about to say and then say the funny thing. And then because they telegraphed it and the joke was kind of shit to start with, it's yeah. all, that whole exchange is now dead to me we've also got a bit where they're now doing here's this weak bit we're going to use oh wasn't that weak it's like you can't be in on the joke you're making mm. like that doesn't work like and that and if you know it's weak spend more time on it and make yeah. it better yep oh I also loved Lenny uh, learning yeah. poker at the Off poker table, table. <laughs> but making yeah. it look like his uh, professional card playing gimmick yeah. which yeah. I, th- I thought with his hoodies and his sunglasses charming. yeah, yeah. Like, also him falling out the window because he wore a, a dark visor football helmet <laughs> yeah. to the game I mean that was a, just a cute little moment I liked it no definitely yeah maybe actually the cut to the second ad break went on a little bit too long when the tape was going oh now you've learned all the rules for poker uh, what he bet? He, I $2. bet two. <laughs> two, two, two bucks. bucks. Yeah, I did like that the tape said to him, four is bigger than three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just going through everything. <laughs> really detailed tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say the moment of this episode that stands out to me is this whole poker scene. I think it was jumping on what you were saying, PT. I kind of like how they set this up. That Homer is indebted to this big famous Broadway star who can make things happen for Lisa and that sort of killing two birds with one stone you know resolving the debt and resolving Lisa's issue of mm. wanting more broader musical experience yeah like I said the potential this one is what really pisses me off about it yeah but unfortunately I just, I just didn't really like any of the material from when Homer made the bet or when Lainey fucking passed out on the chips and yeah, yeah some of her stuff was just genuinely depressing <laughs> that whole part of the story was very you know, middle of the road kind of it wasn't terrible enough that you would actively hate it but it wasn't yeah. good enough and really i got to the credits and i was like oh i was still waiting for the story to happen like, yeah. it felt like we were this was all just the setup and the build to get to what actually happened and you bt you called this a lisa and marge episode broken marge was in four scenes the yeah. entire time mm-hmm. yeah, that's what i mean the setup kind of has that but it doesn't deliver on it no yeah because i don't like it's so weird when she comes over for dinner and they and she just goes i'll tell you what let me take Lisa with me with no then follow-up context or anything. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. This is not a sentence. I think she even just says. says, let me just take your daughter. Yeah. It's like, oh, on tour with me. It's like, no, maybe maybe lead with that? Or yeah. even just, here's an idea. I've seen you play saxophone for three seconds. Yep. I'm about to start a new Broadway musical called whatever it was. Yep. <laughs> Lenny's not dead or something. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Throw the bowling ball down the laney. I don't remember. <laughs> Take a dip in the fontaine. Oh, stop it. This, this is why you don't name Broadway musicals. Nope. I mean, if you ever wondered, we just found out. <laughs> Actually, I liked a couple of the Broadway musical jokes that they hey, had in the background. They, they, on point as always. Yeah, Lafayette, the musical. No doubt jumping on the popularity of Hamilton. and uh, Spider Pig, Turn Off the Pork. <laughs> Not bad. And yeah, Hedwig, the Alpha Harry Potter had a musical in there. So. Hedwig and the Angry Foot, I think it was. Yeah. It was obviously a sequel. Mm. Play count. How many times before tonight have you watched this episode? Zero. Never. Zero. 
Yep, this is only my second time watching this one. Gasp. It's not good. Yeah. It's a bad track record for yeah. this episode. You've seen it enough. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, once was too many. Yeah, actually, I just remember what I was going to say before. As good as the Amish Flanders stuff was, yeah, it did take away valuable story time from Marge. Yeah, I think it was better spent with Fland- Amish Flanders. Definitely. Yeah. Marge really had no point of view apart from, I'm worried about my daughter and I can't figure out how to work Skype. Yeah. yeah, but mm. it also and it wastes a lot of time with Lainey because they've got this whole uh, she keeps forgetting the lyrics. Is that gonna matter? Oh, it doesn't matter. No. And yeah. then Mo being supportive, but that doesn't matter. And yeah. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of setup and absolutely no payoff throughout the whole. Thing. Yeah, which is weird because a lot of the setups I did think were going to be kind of interesting, and then they just didn't, and it really bugs me. My big note I've got in all like capitals is. Why not go with Lisa as a chaperone? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's literally no reason why she can't just go with her. And then you, she's involved in the episode more. And uh, you can have her losing her daughter while she's there rather than, oh, she's going on some crazy adventure without us. And she's going to figure... I, I don't even... What was even yeah, the you, worry? You can know. emotionally lose your closeness to your daughter because she's yeah. finding other big things and you're not the hero in her life anymore. Exactly, which would be so much bigger than this, she's a long way away and possibly doing weed. Oh, no, she's not. I think... Yeah, that was... D- doesn't this all kind of lead back to the what I thought was understood that Marge has always been sort of a dull character mm-hmm. and a vehicle to let other characters have a wacky adventure well, with uh, someone kind of worrying over them. And that's it. If yeah. she went on tour with her, then she could be in the position where she's being overbearing and, yeah, Lisa's really wanting to go out and explore, but she's constantly tied to her mother because she's a mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. So how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? What were some of the, like, the more cartoony things, bizarre animation moments? What have we got? Oh, yeah, when the limo comes to pick up Lisa, it's just full of steam, and that doesn't get explained. I, th- I assume that's being marijuana smoke. Uh, I thought it was it's just her, her smoking. Yeah. yeah, her cigarette smoking. Yeah. I guess. I just, it did yeah. go... Yeah, yeah. The, the pressurized sound has made me wonder. Made me think about DeLoreans. Yeah. <laughs> There's a weird, tiny hair inflate... Marge inflates her hair at the beginning of the day <laughs> gag, which was... Okay. You know, actually, uh, I was watching a Michael Jackson documentary the other day, and it was talking about one time he got burned on stage and he lost part of his hair, and he did this procedure called ballooning, where they stick a saline thing under your scalp and, like, inflate your scalp so that they can move, like, a new wider hair follicle thing over the part that's been burned off that's horrifying yeah and like he overdid it as well like he went to like several doctors and each got them to do it and they didn't know about the other doctors and all that sort of stuff so yeah is this what mouch is doing is my question i guess you're saying michael jackson was a balloon (laughs) also i love the idea of michael jackson sneaking from one doctor to another doctor without the other one knowing he's like you been anywhere else michael no (laughs) <laughs> you just see like a, a moonwalk trail from the other doctor's <laughs> office. I, I love the idea of Michael Jackson trying to be no subtle. Yeah. This <laughs> is like he's only in his white sparkly vest. Sir, <laughs> so we've seen this 40 foot statue of you arrive at several different hospitals. We yeah. know you've been elsewhere. Yeah, your car is too conspicuous. <laughs> uh, uh, quick to the Jackson mobile. <laughs> Come on, Tinkles. Bubbles, whatever your name is. <laughs> yeah, um, as far as uh, especially newer Simpsons goes, this wasn't a particularly wacky episode. I no. guess you get some moments with the Amish guys, but yeah, they could totally build an outhouse that quickly. Oh yeah, that's what they do. Mm. Very industrious. How deep did you build it? <laughs> 30 hands, may God hope it's enough. <laughs> Surely the Amish have like a standard unit of measurement. 
Yeah, hands. Hands or cubits. <laughs> cubits. Oh, cubits, cubits. Yeah. yeah. And it's not particularly wacky, but yeah, when Lisa goes, can I have a puff? <gasps> and then she gets handed cheese puffs. I actually really liked that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a nice mix direct. Uh, any other wacky moments? Can we agree that the moment where Barney, to demonstrate his drunkenness, picks up the dartboard mm. and then pretends uh, to be yeah. a drunk driver was annoying yeah Yeah. it just kind of annoyed my intelligence and we had a better version of this joke the other week yeah i was just thinking where uh he goes to drive home at home it goes into the bathroom pulls the toilet paper across his lap as a seatbelt, and drives using the do you even have a wheel for that probably not but he was wearing a seatbelt, which was important (laughs) yeah because we noted in that episode that no one was wearing a seatbelt, and we're just very disturbed wear seat belts people there was a bit of wackiness when Chaz Busby was going, oh, fade to black and talking about needing five Valium or some shit. Yeah, I like that yeah. joke. Yeah? Let's wake up in the exact amount of time it takes you to wake up from five Valium oh, okay, to yeah. the minute. Oh, is that what he said? Oh, yeah. Right, like that. he's measuring his annoyance and the time of the meeting by the drugs <laughs> oh, yeah. he needs to come <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, I thought that was clever, but I didn't like the musical director stereotype being yeah. overly flamboyant and ridiculous. Yeah, he like exits the stage by oh, jazz, jazz hands, hands and then yeah. says like Paul or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, I've got a mixed relationship with Chaz Busby. Is he a recurring character? Yeah. Uh sometimes. I think this is only like the third time we've seen Can I get that on a t shirt? I have a mixed relationship with Chaz Busby. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be yeah. on our line of Simpsons Index t shirts, <laughs> along with <laughs> Woo Privilege. You know one of my favorite slogans. <laughs> <laughs> and uh don't shit on my crumpets. Yeah, don't shit on my crumpets. All yeah. the mustard what, in the it? house. Is that a Simpsons quote? No. no, they didn't say shit, did they? No. All right, so how about the heart? Did you guys feel the bumps? No. No. See, that's the thing. I wanted to. The setup was there to do it, and they just didn't do it right. Yeah, you don't feel Marge's level of concern. You don't... They sort of also half hint at, like, Lisa being exhausted from the touring schedule, which they don't follow through on. Yeah. No. Well, they're not touring yet. They're just in one locale. So yeah. it just be a rehearsal that she'd be tired from. And, yeah, they're also half-heartedly going for this Lainey Fontaine being over the hedge thing. and You know what? You never even get a big Lisa being in the spotlight and loving, you know, being overwhelmed by everything or even whelmed. Yeah. Or well, just not even being part... blown away by being in the big city or anything. Yeah, there's another part where, like, Lisa goes with her to, like, see what Broadway or Hollywood's like. But never was it said, oh, come with me, you're a great saxophone player, and I'll give you a part on stage. And yeah. then she's somehow the main part of the band and doing a... I don't know what it's called when you play an instrument with someone singing one-on-one. Accompanist. Accompanist. You become an accompanist. Accomplice. <laughs> Accomplice, that's, that's the one. That doesn't days. sound right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not mentioned at all. It's like no. she's got an enormous promotion for being really talented. But it's just like, yeah, fine, you're on stage. And in terms of the structure of the episode, this is kind of an inversion of the got-out-of-the-box ending mm. where you've had them be successful and at the end the issue is Fontaine is jealous and the studio hasn't bought the rights to the song. Yeah. And then the rug is pulled, which was a terrible gag. It was. But, like, they were doing this thing with Lainey where she, like, saw Marge how upset she was, and she was like, oh, I'll pull a fast one and tell Lisa that she's kicked from the tour, but I'm really doing this for Marge. And then it gets turned around as, like, this is her giving bad advice and then getting her come up, and so it's really confusing. And yeah. Did I? I must have missed something. Did Marge? Did she do it for Marge? There yeah. was, well, because, yeah, Marge very... is, like, doing the sad walk away and Lainey sees her and goes, oh. oh. How did was, I miss that? It was only a very small nod. It was yeah. literally, like, a second and a half. Oh, maybe I had a sip of beer and looked <laughs> yeah. at it. it was all you over. blinked. Yeah. You were dotting your eyes and mm. didn't see it. It was only very fast and it wasn't well set up, so no. you didn't know it was there. It was just, like, Marge walks away and, and she just looks at Marge for a second and goes, actually, you got a bigger round of applause than I did. Yeah. You're fired. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Which, again, is a good 
idea, but they just executed it so weakly that it just you didn't even notice it happened. Totally. Yeah, yeah, but then when they had Chaz Busby come along and fire her, then they made it about something else, which is what this episode kept doing. It yeah. set up one thing and went to another when it was bored. Fucking it's just constantly switching tracks and something. I think they just didn't believe in its own story. Like it had mm. a like it's a legitimately good story, or could be a good story, but yeah. they just didn't seem to want to spend enough time with it. It seemed like they didn't have enough faith in the story being good. Yeah. So they kept shooting off different bits of it, trying to be potentially trying to be like Family Guy almost. Mm. And yeah. the episode ends with a love story. Mo and Lady Fontaine enjoying yeah, New York enjoying City together. City. Yeah. yeah, which was nice. Not, yeah, I just wrote down yeah. unfunny montage. Yeah, what was the point? I think that's what I wrote. Montage, montage, montage. Nope, close. <laughs> it's yeah. a montage with Mo. Yeah, but a montage is something after hours, <laughs> mm. like a dirty Sanchez. Yeah, or a Lady Fontaine. Yeah, getting your <laughs> getting your Lady Fontaine. Ooh. <laughs> he made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be what's on my tombstone. <laughs> he got his lady fontaine. Yeah, I think it's just me. Look who finally got his lady fontaine. It's like a really weird gangster to <laughs> give him concrete shoes and lady fontaine. Yeah, that's oh. when, when you wrap someone up in a giant taco outfit and then sell them. <laughs> Ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, Were the characters behaving like themselves? How's the integrity of the show? They were, but in like a weird parallel copy of... I've got it. They were, but they didn't know why. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they were, but everyone was turned down to three out of ten. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the show itself just so meandering but and setting up and not following through. Yeah, this is not the Simpsons we know and love. No. So yeah, take a regular episode of The Simpsons, turn it down, and then skip every eighth scene, <laughs> and you've got this episode. And it still felt long. <laughs> it's still. Yeah. Mm. But yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Uh, I just feel like there's nothing to get out of it. I would only watch the Amish bits, really. Yeah, if it was on a plane. Yeah. Not on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> even on a plane. Not even on a boat. Not there's, even on a box. What about a canoe? No. I'm canoeing, I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're a rich man. Someone else is doing the canoeing. You're just in the canoe. Yeah, I'm not watching this one again, but we've sort of hit on it a lot. But BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Oh, so many things. So yeah, bring Marge along as a chaperone. Maybe have, or if you want to go with the plot line of Lainey's problems, make it a plot line because it was just, there was enough there for it to be a thing, but not enough to be a plot. Yeah, I think bring Marge along, have her lose her daughter emotionally while being there physically, and Lisa just seeing as her as a you know a mother who's just looking after Maggie while she goes off and does the showbiz thing. Have Lisa learn something about maybe she's not quite ready for show business because yep. she is only eight after all. She still wants a story read to her. Yeah, there was a lot more to be mind where she's like, "We read me a story," and the lady's like, "Oh, I read the audio book and could have just thrown her the audio book and been done with it." And it's like it's not the same thing. Yeah, which I thought they were going to do, and they just, again didn't. And yeah, that'd be funnier if Lisa owned that joke. Wait, why did your voice change to Peter Faulkner or whatever she said? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, that could have been Lisa. Ah. And also make Lisa's sax playing better. The bit that impresses Lainey when they're playing together. First of all, you can't hit Lisa when they're playing together. Mm. And when she does a big finish at the end, it's basic pentatonic scale. Yeah. Like, come on. I yeah, hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I always like Detatonic scales <laughs> from dragons. Dorian, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Phil, what would you like to change about this episode? I'll just say if you find an A story, make sure it runs the whole way through your episode rather, yep. rather than trying to shoot off into different directions. Yeah. And there's so much more that could have been done with it without trying to then make other things happen at the same time. And there's so much yeah. they left behind. Like this could have really gone to 
you know, a trainee, protege, master, mentor type scenario, like mm. a whiplash thing where, yeah. you know, Fontaine is... Not re- my time. <laughs> yeah, re- really hard and, you know, crass and trying to push her away under the guise of trying to make a grade. But, yeah. And then Lisa has trouble dealing and failing with, you know, maybe not being good enough to make yeah. the big time when Maybe she eight. starts getting more aggressive to her own family and realizes this is someone I don't want to be yet. Yeah, it could be. Like, there's a lot of places it could go and just decided to go nowhere. Yeah. How about you, Jim? What is uh, something that you'd like to change about this episode? Yeah, I guess taking what Phil said, I'd cut out the poker scene. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd remove that entirely. It didn't add to the episode. And we could have easily gotten to the protege uh, relationship without the poker. Mm-hmm. Having said that, it gave me Lenny in headphones, so mm-hmm. I'll leave it in. Maybe, um, maybe start at poker and cut the whole song at the beginning, because yeah. that was a couple of oh, Definitely totally. cut the song at the beginning. <laughs> also, episodes where they, any episode where they break a fourth wall, just for the sake of doing it, frustrates mm, yeah. me. When they lean out of the card logo. Yeah, when it started with the, the screen opening yeah. as well. It didn't the, make like sense. the stage and it was like, oh, okay. Which, yeah, if you're yeah. going to do that at the start, at the end, why not pepper it in throughout the middle and make it a thing? Yeah, hmm. keep it consistent. Yeah. I would have... Hear me out, guys. Okay. Yeah? We have just an Amish episode where the family <laughs> goes on a road trip, <laughs> I mean, broken down. Yeah, I'm 100% they meet behind that. Yeah. Amish Flanders family, bring him back to, or bring back a small family of Amish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get an episode with Ned as not the most religious person in yeah. town. And we get to revel in Ned being quote unquote liberal. Yeah. That would have been an interesting episode. What yeah. we watched was not. I agree. Yeah, it would have made a much better episode. And especially because you see the potential in those little gags. We didn't really see much potential in the, the rest of the story. Yeah, what I'd change, I'd, yeah, do your thing, Beach. Have Marge come along, but also Mo. Why set up or keep reminding the audience that Mo and Laney are dating if not to use him more in the episode? His appearances were just so lame and nothing and just he didn't need to be there. So why was he? And- I will say I kind of like the joke where he's like, well, if you flub on stage, I'll just shoot this gun. And that's what critics will talk about tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but then I didn't get it why, when she was in the motel room, he calls her and says, are you watching Channel 6? Turn it on now, turn it on now. Ah, you missed it. They've cleaned it up. Yeah. yeah that was weird. I'm just like, but that, that- was to, to show his hair is curly because he's got curls in. <laughs> also, I think to remind that he was a part of the episode. Yeah, apparently. I think that's what yeah. it was. It's like, yeah, it's literally grandpa saying, and I'm here too. Mm. Yeah. But mm. over the phone and Mo. All right, it's the final note time. Jim, what is your final note? Uh, I'll fly off with the Bruce Willis gag. Quite like that. I did too, yeah. Yeah. I guess the panacea for a a star-studded career is just meeting Bruce Willis. Yep. (laughs) Quite like that. And the other thing I didn't like was the sly jab at unions. I'm going to wear my politics on my sleeve. Ah. Yeah. There was a quick jab at unions, which... I feel like The Simpsons is a little bit you know, flies a bit close to the sun on on political issues, and sometimes we just don't see eye to eye. They have mm. to go at unions. Wasn't a fan. Yeah, what was it? Because yeah, Homer and the movie guy work out that they're in the same union, and he goes, yeah. "Oh, because I know you, I'm uh, obligated to be corrupt now." Mm. And also, mm. the union was called like flim flams and and shit. feather betters, which yeah. the inference being that that union workers have feather bettered their jobs and they aren't working hard for their money. That is um, not a term I'm familiar with. No. So but it does it, yeah, describe it. I didn't quite like that. Totally unnecessary. They didn't need to have a unions are corrupt jag there. Yeah, well, this is sort of what's at the heart of problem with Apu is that there's these rich white guys writing punch down humor that, yeah, yep. feels a little bit worse when you know where it's coming from. Always punch up. And may I just say that this is also the episode, sorry, the show that had the union on strike at the power plant. 
mm-hmm. which yeah. you know was a wonderful episode. Yeah, Daniel th- playing Lisa needs braces. Yep, and a wonderful song from Lisa, and that's still a, a high moment of the show in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, definitely. For them to you know, fifteen years later, trot that out seemed a little bit cheeky. Yeah, for such a nuanced exploration into unions in that episode. Yeah, uh, last exit to Springfield. I can't wait to do that one. It is oh so good. The, the amount of stuff that Elliot knows in his brain about the Simpsons. Yeah. Is Could ridiculous. I be invited back for that one? <laughs> sure, I love that episode. Yeah, please. How about you, Phil? Do you have any other notes? The only one I've really got is when the car breaks down near Amish country and Homer's like, stupid electric car. And Bart goes, Dad, uh. because it got hit by lightning, doesn't make it electric. Which I kind of thought was a little bit funny, but not I like the hugely. line, but the delivery was really, Dad, just yeah. because it was struck by, yeah, it was just yeah. that kind of plotting. He literally said it like he was Lisa. Yeah. Like Bart would also believe it was an electric car. <laughs> in other parts that's true and then the only other note that I have is I've written stop the singing three times <laughs> oh uh, yeah because she had that other song I'm a Broadway lady oh, don't do I it. can drink can, before the show can I quit? as long as the producer no, does can now I, oh. can I throw in a suggestion for when hey. he's like damn electric car and Marge could be like Homer because the battery light is on does not make it an electric car yeah there we go. It's too, it's too clever by half. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you punch down. Dumb it down. <laughs> How about you, VT? Any other notes? Uh, yeah, Laney calls him Fat Folds 5. Uh, I, I like the <laughs> I good that. Ben Folds 5 reference. Yeah. So, uh, nice. Good for Ben Folds. If you're ever wondering if you should make a Ben Folds joke, I say do it anyway. Yep. If you get a chance to see a Ben Folds show, go. Oh, fuck yeah. He lets you throw paper at him. Yeah. All right. It is time for my final notes now. I like how Homer, you see one of them's playing with the poker chip, like passing it through their own fingers on one hand, mm-hmm. and then Homer's doing that with like a Pringle. I thought that was a really cool visual. I was really expecting that to then triple down and do the gag of threes, where like the next person over was doing something slightly more outrageous, but turned out... They got like a flat screen TV passing <laughs> through their know. fingers. Or... Just a something. Don't know, yeah. maybe a cigar. Game yeah. Boy. yeah, or Lenny and his uh, tape deck, his Walkman, he's doing the finger thing with that. Oh, with a cassette. Yeah. Old school. <laughs> that's how we used to do it in the 80s and speaking of good visuals I liked Homer when he's taking off his belt and it just makes a sound mm-hmm. thought that was a really funny way to get Marge up but yeah then her screams were really weird weren't they yeah Julie Cadnock yeah. sounded pretty rough in this one yeah mm. I was going to say that just reminded me did we find out why Homer was wearing a watch at the beginning of the episode so they can have the joke where he puts on his watch but then Extend has to put again? on a second oh uh, yeah a watch so, extender that's so I do think that the belt off yeah. brought into sharp contrast the 3D animation. It was very much a, it looked 3D yeah. or looked HD or something. No, definitely. Um, the Simpsons HD era has a very distinct feel and they do use a lot more computer generated. Yeah, it's got depth. Moves. Yeah. It's got a, a depth that the original mm. didn't have. Uh, yeah, original, like the correct the older stuff didn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially after Futurama came into prominence because that show really messed with a lot of 3D mm. in 2D space mm-hmm. and the Simpsons like were clearly influenced by their own work. Um, <laughs> the guys down the end of the hall. Yeah. Bart picks up the saxophone and goes, oh, wow, this is so easy. <laughs> I really liked that because like saxophones are one of the most notoriously hard instruments to master. So I'm scratching that off my list. But he was so, <laughs> he was so good at it. Yeah. yeah. I'm convinced. Yeah. yeah. Well, like with, with most instruments, like a piano, the notes go, you know, lowest to highest, but saxophone, they're all muddled up and mixed around. And I've already learned more than I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked all of Laney's albums, especially Laney Butcher's The Beatles and Rehab A Merry Christmas or something. Yeah, I did like The Butcher's The Beatles for 
both the line of butchering the music and mm. the butcher cover that's yeah, infamous. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, the reference to Yesterday and Today, the original cover yeah, of that, yeah. which, yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. You got the makings of a star, especially your star-shaped head, I thought was a good line. Mm-hmm. And I liked that they were staying at the Deadbolt Inn. Wow, I'm actually ripping off some jokes that I liked, like how Marge goes, do I hear syncopation? Again, maybe uh, just it's a wanky musician it's joke. It's a wanky musician joke. It is? All right. You need to tell me when These I'm being guys. a wanky musician. I'll now. Tell All right. And my final music note is, why was Walk on the Wild Side playing over the final Moe and Laney montage? Like, what did that have to do they with it? They were taking a walk on the wild side. But they were sitting most of the time. That's how you walk wildly. Oh. So it. dangerous. You have to do it sitting down. That's the down. most rebel- rebellious form of walking. Sitting. <laughs> sitting down on go-karts. All right, guys. It is time to rank this thing. But how will we do that? On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give participant. But if it's good, bronze, great, silver, excellent gold, but for the best, of the very best, the episodes that make you want to sing out in the street... You get those episodes, Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. I'm giving it a participant. Fuck, I just don't have it in me to fail it. It's just, it's more toothless than anything. And I don't want to send it down into the pit. BT? Yeah, I'm the same way. Participant, it's got some potential, and that's the thing that bugs me the most. But I got some good laughs out of it. There are some elements I'd want to watch again, but they'll mostly remind me of things that could have been better episodes. Yeah. But it just doesn't belong in the pit, so nor does it belong in metal tally. So, uh, yep, participant. It definitely does not. How about you, Phil? Where are you going? Also going solid participant. I didn't hate it enough to enjoy hating it, and I <laughs> hope that I never have to encounter it again. I like that failure. You need a certain element that oh, you yeah. know really riles up the ba- uh, hate duct, and you you want to ha- you have to want to kick it. Yeah. yeah, you have to enjoy hating it, like reading a Matthew Riley novel. <laughs> <laughs> no one enjoys that, and but you enjoy the hate. <laughs> and everybody, stay tuned for the spin-off podcast, the Matthew Riley Index, where your host Phil Calloway. <laughs> Phil hates Matthew Riley. They're all <laughs> that'll, that'll get some traction. I'm not gonna lie, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I'm coming at you, Matthew. <laughs> all right, how about you, Jim? Finish I've- us off. I've legitimately forgotten the scale. What was the bottom? Failure. Failure, failure participant. And then... Yeah, that's good. as far as we need to go. Participant. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't a fail. It wasn't a fail, yeah. but uh, it's not one I'd ever rewatch mm. willingly. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, that will make this episode a unanimous failure. No. Fuck. The other one. Participant. This is what happens when I'm trying to look up shit at the same time as I am talking. Guys, that'll make this one a unanimous participant. Joining other such episodes as... I can't read from there. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll oh, read I it. I seen that one. So this will be joining other such episodes as My Fair Laddie and My Fair Lady, which we mentioned before. Uh, also the Lego episode, Brick Like Me, Simpsorama, the Futurama crossover. This will also be joining the Surfsons, which was that weird sort of medieval Game of mm. Thrones parody episode. Mm. Take My Life, Please, when Homer looks into a soup that tells his future or... <laughs> You will be surprised to know that I, I've never heard of any of these episodes, and I think you're, you're playing a joke on me no, right no, now. There's no. always every time Elliot reads out the other episodes and he like vaguely describes what they are. You go, "That sounds amazing! I have to see it." And then you see it, you're like this is terrible. Yeah. Did yeah. any of those make you think that? Or I mean, I haven't seen the one where they have a clairvoyant suit. Looks into a suit. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like it'd be awesome. But I did see the one you mentioned one ages ago, where it's like, "Oh, when Lenny dates a small person." No, no, Mo no. dates a small person, and I was like. That's an episode of the show? And then we watched it. It was boring. It had some good moments. No, 
did. But it was also toothless in its resolution as well. That mm. one got a unanimous bronze. All right, guys. Now, before we move on to the next episode, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? Which which reputation? Uh, we we check on other review scores and see some of them are ridiculous. Oh, we review reviews. Yeah, so yeah. meta. <laughs> yeah, this is the Simpsons Index Review Index. We've nice. discovered we're the only Simpsons podcast you can trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's us and no one else except for maybe worst episode. Definitely. All right, old mate Dennis Perkins of the AV Club. Motherfucker. What do you give this? Four A's? No, no, no. He, he's not the soft touch. He's the unpredictable one. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he gave this episode a C plus. So that is actually pretty Low. dead on on isn't isn't it a C plus average? Isn't that like bang on average? He only goes down to D though. Okay. Can he fail in that scale? No. No, can't. their scale is like oddly short. It's okay. A's like excellent, B's average, C is like boring to bad, and then D is like, yeah, avoid this at all costs. Gotcha. They so average is literally second top. Yeah. Which mm. is But mm. they have, you know, plus and minus, so so yeah Dennis Perkins of the AV Club gave this a C plus saying could this heap of half realised plots coalesce into a satisfying episode of The Simpsons sure if any of them were funny on its own or if they all somehow tied together in the end instead Lisa with an S just sort of exists hey Dave Perkins it was an Amish bit I mean (laughs) that was an episode (laughs) right there Dave Perkins didn't even read his own review because that sounds like all terrible points also is his name Dave Perkins Dennis Denny Uh, Perko Dave now take that And he finishes by saying it wasn't abysmal or infuriating. At least that would have left something to talk about. This episode was just dot, 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 there. That's a pretty accurate assessment. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. That was the 581st episode of The Simpsons. Now we are going all the way back to the 399th episode with 24 minutes. We'll be back. I remember liking this one. I think I'm not going to like this other one. (laughs) What? And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 18, Episode 21, 24 Minutes. This was first released in May of Ought 7. It was directed by Raymond Percy and written by Ian Maxtone Graham and Billy Kimball. In this episode, so the Simpsons are doing a 24 parody with Bart as Jack Bauer and Lisa as Chloe was her name, and it's about a stink bomb that the bullies are going to set off. Guys, what did you think? I had a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really good. I didn't really have ever watched 24, so I wasn't sure of the parody parts of it, but it was pretty much non-stop things. Yeah. Yeah, it was very, very rapid episode. Like, the amount of stuff that happens before the first ad break is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, it's sort of... It feels too fast when they're doing the previously on, but once the episode sort of hits its stride, it's... Mm. Um, yeah, well paced. I struggle with the 24. I haven't seen 24. Yeah. I didn't really get it. I took it that that character that kept turning up was a character from 24. Mm-hmm. Jack Bauer. There you go. So Yeah, I sort of respect what 24 did as a show, but I didn't ever respect it, its content. It sort of seemed to glorify torturing and sort of really maligned Muslim people a it lot. It was a different time. It was the early 2000s. Is it a different time? That's yeah. kind of still the same time. Yeah, so uh, just on that as well, Kiefer Sutherland and Mary Ling Rajkov, I'm never going to get that name right, uh, made appearances on the show. Uh, they did a pretty good job, eh? Yeah, I mean, we do somewhat. I watched about half of the first season of 24. So, oh, you, But yeah, we do kind of lack a bit of context. I don't know who her character is. Yeah, I've watched half of one half of episodes and my note says, this is why I don't watch 24. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, uh, you know, I'm 
whatever on Kiefer Sutherland. But yeah, Mary Lynn Rashkub is actually like one of my absolute favorite comedian actors. Uh, she did a lot of work on Mr. Show and then their revival oh, yeah. series with Bob and David that I love and in their movie Run, Ronnie, Run. She was also Heartfire in the latest season of Arrested Development. You know, the woman uh, that can only speak yeah. with her thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> what? She also plays reoccurring character Genevieve in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which a lot of people <gasps> were upset that it got cancelled and then relieved that it was brought back. Yeah, it was Yay! a harrowing 20 minutes. Yeah, that, that was a scary couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was the only person that was like, eh, the show's run its course, it's probably time. <laughs> it's probably time, but I still love it. Yeah, mm. and everyone was just like, no, it's my favourite. Yeah, then and watch it and its ratings won't suck. <laughs> it's, it's doomed to run into the ground as someone yep. gets married because they run out of plot points. But- yep. But back to The Simpsons. So, yeah, I thought this episode really did a good job of following through with the stylistic parody. Yeah, I really like the animation, especially in terms of the lighting, is very like dramatic and there's a lot of shade going on. And, yeah, it yeah. looks really good. It looks very distinct. You know you're in a parody. Yeah, definitely. And all the uh, multiple camera angles at the same time sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And I thought they played with some good jokes on that really well where you say, like, Marge in one corner, and then you see Millhouse and Homer in the dumpster, and they go past at the same time. And yeah, 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 there was some good material there. So uh, let's get into the episode. BT, what is a moment from this story that stood out to you for better or worse? I really like how it uh, actually pretty well lands Homer and Millhouse's dumpster adventure. <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like something that really shouldn't work, but every scene really kind of brought a smile to my face. This is life. <laughs> We're dumpster people now. <laughs> <laughs> When he's rolling past, it's like, quick, act natural, throws a banana on <laughs> his head. That was ridiculous. I had to write down this line in its entirety, <laughs> Chief Wigan going, what is it about a woman in a dumpster? <laughs> it's like he just goes, quick, it's the cops, act natural, while they're rolling down the street in a dumpster. He ducks underneath, comes back with a banana on his head, and you're like, what the fuck? How is that more natural? And he's like, hello, hello. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that shouldn't have worked as well as it did, but every time that little plot line came up, I got a chuckle. Yeah, that was pretty good. I think it was also really the only part that was not a parody satire mm. comedy bit. It was like just pure comedy. Yeah, yeah, a bit of levity to keep the episode rolling along and, yeah, to put Milhouse at, and Homer in the school. And I love how they parallel park when they get there too. Like, <laughs> again, just so ridiculous. How about you, Jim? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I tend to find introducing a character, giving them a, a quippy... Mm-hmm. introduction always falls flat for me yeah a joke written that way never seems to hit home uh, i particularly didn't like the note under bart of him being two months sober yeah yeah uh, the reference yeah. to him being you know kind of an alcoholic what's best about bart is that he's a fun loving mischievous imp mm. not that mm-hmm. he's an out of control alcoholic yeah he's a deviant. lovable scamp correct and that wouldn't fit with him being an alcoholic and just little bits like that jar a little yeah, yeah. that was a weird kind of call out I, the only one i did like out of that like, I had Marge's one was unemployed. Which is a jab at maybe homemaking. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I did like uh, Homer's one was ATM user. Yeah. Mm. I also like the uh, nuclear power plant, available for weddings. Yeah, I like that. That was yeah. fun. Oh, that was that one was I a sign like. gag, wasn't it? Or was that a... That was another That's a little title card. Oh, was it title? Yeah. Right. And I didn't mind one for the nerds, you know, Data, Martin, and Milhouse, Dork, Dink, and Dingus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that guy's name... Database? Database. Yeah. Is it really? It's Nick. I don't know yeah. if it's his Christian name, but... <laughs> <laughs> I assume that his last name is Base. Yeah. And also their friend, Ham Radio, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those title cards were weird and very jarring in this uh, previously on mm. section of the show that was 
yeah, a mix of fast pace, and then those title cards really grind that fast pace to a halt. Mm. I loved the shoot through the air conditioning vents and the two boxes of books. Yeah, twenties yeah. <laughs> and nineties. Uh, too racist, not racist enough. Yeah. I thought that was nineteen fifties history book. Too racist. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It was the my only gripe with that was there was just an obvious camera slowing from the movement, so you could mm. read and get the joke, and then it kind of sped up and over the next one, and then it slowed so you could read. Yeah, the joke whereas enough. if it'd been like a purely visual joke, you could have just got it as you were passing by. Yeah, yeah, they did that as well for showing Miss Hoover and Santa's little helper both passed out in the vents, and it's like. Wait, wasn't Santa's little helper just at home and why is he getting drunk with Lisa's teacher? Oh, so I missed that entirely. Yeah, I was taking notes, I think. Very fast-paced episode. Well, what did stick out to you then, Phil, for better or worse? Nice segue. Fucking natural as fuck. (laughs) You're getting good at this in the 86 times. Do you Um, you allow swearing in the podcast? Fucking yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, I earned that little iTunes E explicit little square there. I always thought E was for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Like on video games. (laughs) Yeah, it's like we had the joke last week. You're playing uh, Wheel of Fortune on on Australian television. It's like, okay, I'd like to buy uh, Val, you. There are 14 U's. I'd like to solve Fuck, you can't. <laughs> Thanks for playing Winnie Spinny. <laughs> Winnie Spinny. That was Paige's joke. <laughs> That's not bad. Not bad. I like a ton of notes. Most of them are pretty good. But I will start with the two ones I thought were shit, mm. yep. which was a terrible pun where Marge is trying to bake her cake and she's like, she turns on the oven to bake the cake and she says to camera or slightly off camera to no one, the preheat is on. I'm like, that's a terrible pun. I didn't like it. I will say it feels like a very Marge line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but maybe like if she was saying it to her kids as like, she's trying to be cool. But or even Maggie. Just I saying it to nobody. Yeah. I'd... Actually, I would have liked to say that then Maggie does like her rolly <laughs> eyes. and <laughs> Yeah, I might just be looking at her like with dead baby eyes. Like, you do not impress me. Uh, and then the other one was when first came up. It says this episode, I don't know how it works. The thing now takes place between 2.38 p.m. and 3.04 p.m. Yeah. or a.m. Whichever one the morning one is, it's not that one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that was make that dumb. Don't make jokes with time. Get the fuck out of the black title card and into the show. Yeah. It's sort of things like that that really let them down because, and as well, the episode's called 24 Minutes and they talk about it taking over a half an hour thing. Yeah. Like, I know they're doing the 24 joke, but the. Just say it takes place over 24 minutes. Yeah. Stay, yeah. stay true to the joke. Yeah, it's like they couldn't work out the math. Oh, no, half an hour is much easier. I mean, that's fine if I had written this script, but yeah. for other people, do the math. <laughs> well, I was going to say the moment of the story that stood out to me was Homer and Milhouse's little adventure, but I will say Marge's little story about making this cake and just her rugged determination to get it out there. I will say I didn't like her little fight with Helen Lovejoy, though. Mm, did feel unnecessary and just... Yeah. I don't know if I saw that either. Where they both reach for the box of raisins at the same time and they're fighting with it. Oh, was that in a, one of the small of the squares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I missed 90 You were probably watching Homer in a Dumpster. Of course. No, I was yeah. probably writing a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then Homer is in a Dumpster. dumpster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought it led to a lot of good material, or especially her, uh, okay, so 20 minutes at 300 degrees, uh, five minutes at uh, 1200. And just the way the oven explodes in front of Santa's little helper, like, I kind of liked that. And I love her solution to the problem that pink frosting will fix everything. Yeah, I do kind of like Marge's determination to have anything at this bake sale. Doesn't yeah. matter what, but she just doesn't give up. 
Yep, just has to place. Why does she have a framed photo of her being disappointed at getting third place as well? <laughs> you don't? So the, it's, it's motivation for next year. Yeah. Also, the Callaways only ever get third, so that's as good as we get. If we, if we participate at all. <laughs> I've got a medal that literally just says, you watched. <laughs> and you bought it for yourself. Yep, naturally. <laughs> Uh, we should hand those out for the participation trophies in the index. <laughs> All right, so play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Uh, just the once, I think. Oh, really? As many times as I've seen an episode of 24, nuts all round. <laughs> zero. Absolutely zero. Yeah, I've seen this episode a bunch. I generally don't like season 18. I maybe have seen this five times or whatever. Like, it's not a perfect episode by any means, but it is fun. Yeah, I will say that's definitely the thing it has going for it. So let's talk about some of those fun moments, the wacky things about this episode. Because they are doing this parody, it gives them a lot of license to push the boundaries. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of space for them to just run out. And because it's it's not a uh, linear narrative, and yeah. they can jump in and out with multiple storylines yeah. without worrying about how it actually happens, they just family guy it up the whole way through. Yeah, definitely. And especially when you have like uh, four stories going on at the same time, it does have mm. that very loose feel. Mm. Also, somehow Lisa still mean, manages to be the most boring character ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor thing, just stuck in the comms room. I absolutely loved Bart skating around on ketchup and mustard. Oh, yeah. that was great. And it gave me a nice throwback to Bart trying to fly with uh, graffiti cans, <laughs> yeah. uh, with jetpacks. And I just yep. I thought it was great kind of cartoonism. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, he looked like he was having so much fun sliding there, and it reminded me of Splatoon. Um, <laughs> I love the bit that gave before that where he's painting a mural of uh, Skinner with mustard <laughs> and, and ketchup, and he comes in and goes, hey, don't you poop on me? Because <laughs> he's using grape upon the mustard. I hate myself for laughing at that pun. I really now, do. I'm going to say this worked because it had both the bottle and Skinner in frame when it sat the line. It didn't one shot on the bottle move to Skinner, yeah. back to the bottle or something like that. I think it framed it so well that that's why we all laugh out of it. Yeah. Because it didn't grind to a halt for a bad part of it. Just have it in passing. No, and I'm only vaguely familiar with Grey Poupon. Just that ad. Yeah, just that ad. And I don't, yeah. if they hadn't had the bottle in front of you, so you'd see it, I don't mm. think I wouldn't have picked up the Poupon. No, double, I, I didn't get entendre. it. No, I didn't get it. No, I was about to say, because we lived in the States for a while, yeah. there's an ad for a mustard called Grey Poupon that was supposed to be fancy for rich people, but you could buy it as a not rich person. So they muck around with a mustard joke, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They do a um, parody of it in Wayne's World, mm. where he stops next to the fancy car. Pardon me, do you have any grey poupon? Yep, because that was the ad they were parodying. That's how big this ad was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it was like the 80s in the States, so. Yeah, fair enough, you don't. Uh, yeah, I also hate myself for laughing at Bart's little catch up and poop on drawing of Skinner that says put me on your wiener like but this was a throwback to the old season one drawing where he goes I am a wiener and wiener is spelt wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, other wacky minutes this is a very wacky episode this is Jack Bauer who's this I'm a, I'm a maid of duty. <laughs> a maid of duty. Scan the database for a maid of duty. <laughs> no, it's a joke name, Jack. Yeah. I do thoroughly love the joke where he needs schematics of Jimbo's house, so Lisa yeah. sends him <laughs> drawings he did in kindergarten. There, there's but no roller coaster room. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the shark tank? <laughs> Blueprints are all wrong. <laughs> like the third photo where he's just scrolling on his phone where he's, he's not actually looking at it, but there's just a, a picture of Jimbo in bed and then a closet that's half open and then the skin face in the closet (laughs) (laughs) i miss that oh that's really clever so i think that's sort of what this episode does well is Mm. it gives 
a parody of like an adult orientated show but it gives the focus to the kids and even though yeah setting up a children's truancy unit is really fucking dumb and just wouldn't happen you go along for the ride on this one i feel i'm, I'm pretty sure that's also a bit of a riff on 20 forks they have ctu counter terrorist unit here it's counter truancy there's also another acronym joke where they have a tcby that container of botulized yogurt but tcby is the county's best yogurt oh i thought it was town and country's best yogurt it could be. I am not a yogurt connoisseur. Is this more American stuff? Yes, yes. it is. Okay. Yeah. There was a TCB wide near our house. All it does, all it did back in 1992 <laughs> was vanilla or chocolate soft serve yogurt. Well, it was the 90s. That was... I think you say yogurt with <laughs> inverted commas. Is it safe to say they don't exist anymore? I have no idea. Okay. I, I'm going to weirdly bet they probably do somewhere. Yeah. In one of those malls that's half closed down, a little bit depressing. <laughs> that just constantly have the soundtrack of whistling winds. <laughs> that is a classic soundtrack, thanks very much. <laughs> Who could forget such hits as... And Awkward Cough at minute 37. <laughs> Damn it, now I need to awkward cough. <laughs> Always happens. <laughs> Other wacky moments of the episode. Uh, Marge's oven goes to 1,200 degrees. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, 1,200 Fahrenheit even. Yeah, that's still too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wasn't that a book? Anyway, um, <laughs> Ray Radbury's twelve hundred—that's probably too much. <laughs> I did like, and then very quickly disliked the gag where they Homer and Millhouse go to Moe's. Yeah, he goes wait in the car, leaves Millhouse in the dumpster. Yeah, opens the door. Moe's reading a book called How to Be Your Own Dentist. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. But then Moe yeah. continues to be his own dentist, and you're like, oh, this is gross. Yeah, it really went from funny to uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was wondering if that perhaps was a play on a riff on the torture elements torture of 24. Elements of 24. Like, I, I kind of feel like it was. Feet off the screen, him kind of just oh, yeah, probably. lynching as a drill goes into his face. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, yeah, good observation. It's pretty dark. Was Martin implying that he hung himself a reference to 24? Uh, it's just, just a reference dark. to, I think, a lot of military deaths. They, they lay out the uniform and, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the way he sort of like dressed himself reminded me a bit of Shawshank, but yeah, you a little know. bit of Shawshank. There's a few good, a few men. good men. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, think there's so. a lot of things like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I kind of like that because it was a, a parody of a lot of things. And then does the cut up and he's just wedged himself. Yeah, which yeah. you you're like, oh fuck. And then when he wedges, okay, that's kind of cute, but that was still pretty dark. Yeah, I was <laughs> saying, like this is the third hanging I've seen in The Simpsons since doing this <gasps> yeah. podcast, which seems to be more than you would think for yeah. a children's cartoon. Yeah, I think they just hung on the... They just stayed on the hanging for a bit too long before the reveal. Yeah. Like, I lose... Because you know, I literally had enough time to go, holy fuck, and yeah. then it passed up. Yeah. Like, oh, just okay. lose that holy fuck second. It's still not as bad as a guy who was in a rowboat in a lake and tied a motor to his neck and threw it off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that was a dream sequence. But to yeah, be fair, that's still pretty the shocking. Yeah. What about the one where, yeah, Homer just puts his hand over Abe's mouth and just yep. watches him die? <laughs> Again, yeah. that was in a dream sequence. I I've missed Still so much. terrifying. That was, not that was you a though? fucked episode. <laughs> a little nice bit of whack I did want to bring up was the reoccurring bit with Chalmers. It was like, yeah. we can't let Principal Chalmers find out about this. Find out about what? Uh, prediction sales for the bake sale are through the roof. I, I would love that. You don't know me at all. <laughs> I do love the you don't know me at all part. Yep. Early press coverage is very positive. Again, Seymour. <laughs> this is going on your permanent record. <laughs> you have misgaged my enthusiasm. I really like the ant farm. I oh, really yeah. loved that uh, he was just doing it all for the ant farm. Yeah, and the one ant that's now joined the terrorists. <laughs> Where's Phobos? <laughs> He's one of us now. Even the little part. 
Yeah, actually, I will say this ties into the heart of the episode. I like how you actually end up feeling for Martin at a certain point because, mm. like, you can sort of see throughout the entire episode that he's a bit off. Yeah. He's really disheveled and whatever. And yeah, when that ant farm comes in, you actually, yeah, you feel sorry for him. Yeah, but the bit where he clubs Bart over the head with the tuba, he looks manic as fuck. Yeah. yeah. And again, <laughs> that was it's just actually, how he's lit. It's, it's that, was, that was one of my favorite parts yeah. of the episode was the shot from him dragging Bart's unconscious body down the hall it looked really dark while mm. still singing skip to maloo definitely yeah. very yeah, yeah. Skip, skip. very good <laughs> that whole scene i loved how it played out with bart deducing nelson why did you let him just skip along <laughs> and i feel like it's another reference to 24's torture scenes where he puts the bucket on his head and just starts knocking him oh <laughs> right yeah. i feel I mean, i'm uh, unclear of what you want <laughs> oh i also loved when lisa recaps so that we, the audience, get to know yeah, what she's yeah. talking to Skid and <laughs> as goes, you might, well, as, as you we know, both know, but I'm just going to repeat you. might need you. reminding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So what were some other heart moments of this episode? Did you guys feel bumps anywhere? It wasn't really a heart. It was an action episode. Yeah. For the most part, I think feeling for Marge, who just really wants to contribute. Yeah, but that's a it's yeah, it's all action, and she ends up contributing the most. Mm-hmm. I think I felt the most for Martin out of this. <laughs> yeah, like he had the most, the biggest emotional arc. Yeah, mm. true. Once it was revealed. He had something to lose, yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of someones to lose. Mm, tiny, <laughs> tiny little someones. Yeah, I kind of wish he got a bit of redemption in and played a part in the resolution of the episode, but yeah, Marge just discussing her yeah. <laughs> overburnt cake into the glass. That was just way too damn satisfying. Mm-hmm. I did like how it kind of foreshadowed that when she dropped it on the car, it dented yeah. the car as yeah. it fell down. And I was like, that's weird. That's a very bad cake. I'm like, ah. <laughs> These Simpsons, when they think ahead, when they're borrowing all the story points from someone else, they can do a really good job. Well, that's what makes this episode so fun. There's a lot of elements that could make this convoluted, but they remember why they do things. Things mm. set up other things. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of groaning to be had in this episode as well. Like, I really don't like the ending when Jack Bauer comes back. No, that was pretty weak sauce. That was poorly done. And when he turns up with the megaphone and just yells at Lisa, well done. Yeah. I love that bit. I thought they could have played more on just Jack Bauer yelling at them over a megaphone. Like, that's his only tone. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They did the- came uh, here to tell you that was a delightful prank. They just (laughs) managed to take all the agents away and a bomb goes off in Shelbyville. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'd I'd forgotten Shelbyville was a problem, but apparently it's gone now. So don't worry, guys. Not a problem anymore. Yeah, it's these references to old jokes where they're like, hey, hey, remember when we made this joke, but way better back in the mm-hmm. day? You know, which town did we just crush like that? Shelbyville. <laughs> Yay. Yay. But ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Uh, yeah, Simpsons in a different format, but I think it did still feel like everyone's acting within character. Martin mm. just isn't doing this with shits and giggles. He has motive. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a, I think that's important with Martin because it could, because it's such a parody bottle episode you could mm-hmm. just go in this episode martin's the the bad guy he's the bad guy and you wouldn't need yeah. to explain it but the fact that they did kind of makes it worthwhile so yeah, yeah. it's kind yeah. of the fact that it was also taking a toll on him because he looks stressed and yeah. you know it wasn't just yeah. a sudden maniacal genius yeah exactly and he wedges himself let's not yeah. forget that <laughs> he knows moment. what he's done wrong <laughs> and he pays for it for me this had a lot of throwbacks to the episode where every little story in springfield mm. led back to kind of the, each uh, other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it had a lot of elements of all of the characters acted consistently with what they've always done as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, Lisa the Narc, mm-hmm. Skinner overly concerned, even down to Chalmers and every character did what I thought they would do. Yeah. And it just worked nicely. 
Yeah. And yeah, even though we haven't seen much of Homer and Milhouse's adventures, yeah, they <laughs> they totally acted like themselves in this. And even though Bart is like a stand-in for Jack Bauer, they still do the good thing of playing with that character archetype of having Bart sort of cut a deal with Skinner. You know, yeah, yeah I'll go find the source of this if you, yeah, do something for me. Yep. What was it? Spend punishment for all pranks, past and present, and also teach me a new dirty word I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just want to know what it is. Yeah. A word that uses a noun is a swear word. <laughs> yeah, but like here he whispers it. And you know, Skinner's, Skinner's a Vietnam vet. He, oh, he yeah. would have heard some stuff. Tiger cage. <laughs> just can't get the spices right. So you can say the integrity of the show is a little off, but yeah, it's The Simpsons wearing the clothes of another show. Mm. And, and in that guise, yeah, it's 100%, I think. Yeah, and they're not putting Simpsons characters into another character the same way they would in like those three stories episodes. They're just sort of bending the rules of the universe and using stylistic things yeah. to reflect the thing that they're parroting. And they do a great job of it. Mm-hmm. Like all the split screen stuff and all like the quick pans of the camera and briefly cutting to things for half a second to remind you of the st- like, yeah, stylistically wonderful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yep. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah, totally. We're going to watch it again. What playlist do we put it Not in? Not right now, though. No. Okay. We've we got other The Simpsons to watch. Uh, Just chicken. Elaborate pranks. Yeah, sure. Mix this in with any of uh, Bart's uh, capers. Oh, I'm <laughs> a big butt skinner. <laughs> yeah. Bart's a hall monitor. Yeah, yeah, the hall monitor mm-hmm. playlist. Okay, I dig it. Separate vacations, good episode. I'd go with almost any of the homage parody satire episodes. Mm. Yeah, mix this in with like Cape Fear, the yeah. one with Sideshow Bob, oh, definitely. Yep. Such a good episode. Not the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, good Skinner and Chalmers, good Springfield Elementary stories. Mm. Or should I say Stinkfield Elementaries? <laughs> and yeah, on that, I'll say good episodes with the bullies as well. Yeah. Mm. We generally hate their appearances uh, lately. But every now and then. I loved when Jimbo's mum went, I'm off to the store. And he's like, mum, <laughs> put on his top. The doctor <laughs> says, they've got to air out my, no, go home, get out of here. And then Curly or whoever. Dolph. Is, Dolph is like, looking good as always, Mrs. H. Yeah. Punches him in the face. It's <laughs> <laughs> very Bill and Ted's. Isn't it? Shut up, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, your mom's totally hot. <laughs> oh, I, I, just going back a moment, I really like the opening scene where they enhance the footage. They oh, dance yeah. enhance. Dehance. sucks. Which is great. We're almost getting to the end, guys. BT, what would you change about this episode? To fix that very, the very ending, that very last scene, get rid of Jack Bauer, or do something else with him. Just a few moments like that, just the ones that are in passing that really kind of drag it down a surprising amount. Yeah. Because uh, on that, I have a lot of fun with this episode. Yeah, so no major plot points, just more those little moments I would want to see patched up. I think we've covered already. Sure. Phil, anything you'd like to change? I think I'd have to watch it again just to see the entire episode, because yeah. I feel yeah. like I've only seen maybe 60% of it. Yeah, so sure. I can't really say there's anything that Super didn't like. Maybe you could shorten down the previously in the credit yeah. scene, but apart from that. Yep. Jim, what would you like to change? I'd tidy up those title cards. Yeah. I'd, they didn't really hit home, and I think I'd probably redo them. Yeah, definitely. And when it's sort of relegated to the start, if you got rid of them, you'd free up a few crucial minutes that you'd need mm. for later in the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't know specifically what I'd change because there's nothing plot-wise which sticks out to me as being bad. Yeah, we just sort of mentioned a bunch of moments that irk us wrong, but that's rewriting jokes. It's not like fundamentally changing anything. Yeah, I'd totally cut that mo bit way shorter, you know, because, mm. yeah, the joke was there in the book. Be yeah. your own dentist. That is yeah, fucking all, amazing. All it needs is a, oh, he's busy, and just leaves. Yep, <laughs> definitely. 
and musical moments. I think I mixed in the music of 24 really well into the Simpsons one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there was music? Yeah. <laughs> I missed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, just sort of that like, dramatic... Do, 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 do. Like, still the Simpsons theme, but it's got like a more mm. tense instrumentation. But the 24 beeping does great on my nerves and after a while. There were a few moments where it went for a bit too long. Yeah. Jim, do you have any other notes? Of course, yes. Two notes. Yep. Um, first, Bart driving the car with his bum. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? I, was, I wasn't what a was fan. That? Yeah, what was that? That wasn't funny. It was I weird. Think, no, I How think, would he push the pedals? Yeah, I think steering he could do. The pedal pushing. <laughs> yes. I think yeah. because it was just a visual in one of the small screens, I liked it because they didn't stop to look at it. It was yeah. just a thing in passing. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll allow it, but it just looked at it and I thought, that's silly. <laughs> Very legal term. I'll allow it. Oh, <laughs> I'll permit it. I'll permit that. And you know what? It's, this shows I'm getting old mm-hmm. and my heart spot is growing yeah but it upset me when ralph got poisoned and the little rat yeah. got poisoned yeah it <laughs> really bummed me, me out because ralph's lovely and he's clearly special well they also mm-hmm. have the problem of they literally do the same scene twice they yeah. they show the rat reacting to the stink bomb then they show ralph it's like you went one or the other you get the same yeah. reaction and ralph doesn't even say anything like it smells like my underpants or something I think yeah. it was just to get him to run on the treadmill mm. and mm. to make him as dumb as a rat. You know, if they actually did that in the same scene, it would have sat well with me a bit better because they would have been like scaling up. All right, yeah. now there's the road and now let's do the human test. Mm. Yeah, well, that's how it works on the rat, but what about a person or a near person? Or a special boy. A special boy. <laughs> how about you, Phil? Any other notes? I do like the bit where Milhouse is about to go in and apprehend the truants and he says to Lisa, if I don't make it, there's a letter in my locker for you. I want you to read it. She's like, I've read it. And, he's like, and then Sydney goes, we've all read it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we don't have time for your romance. It's lame. We've already snooped in yeah. your locker. But yeah, I, I, there's an implication there as well that the entire school has already read it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's like old news to everyone but Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. There was a small bit where... Homer and Millhouse were rolling down the, the street in the, their dumpster and Flanders is walking by putting flies on the car's windows, yep. but it just says Jesus. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> there's it, maybe lettering underneath no, small just, three, but yeah. Well, it wasn't even lines. It was just yeah, true, Jesus. True. Anyway, I liked it's it. It's just really consolidated pamphlet, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. you get those Jehovah's Witness things that just oh. go on and on and on yeah. and on. Watchtower. It, and, uh. It's super liminal. <laughs> yeah. Watchtower. <laughs> or uh, perhaps he's Spanish and it's just Jesus. Um, <laughs> in the list of things that went into the greatest stink bomb of all time, one yeah. was possum placenta, which yeah. kind, of, kind of grossed me out. And then the other one, the very next one, was sweat from a goofy suit, yeah. which I hope is like an ex-Disney employee and not a euthanism. For sweat what, from a goofy suit. Well, I don't know, but well, when it comes after possum placenta, you open up a lot of doors. Had a rough day True. at work. I've got a lot of sweat in my goofy suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> it's just underwear made of scuba gear stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I had that as well. Material. And like uh, months of saved up farts. And yeah, they really went all out for this fucking thing. Yeah. And then the other one was, Oh, when Bart's figured out who the mole is and he's on the yeah. phone to Lisa and he's like, I'm going to tell you the guy yeah. whose name it is who's the mole. Get ready to know his name because his name is and gets hit in the head. <laughs> yeah, that I love because it just reminded me all of those one hour long procedural drama shows yeah. which milk out every fucking minute. I'll tell you something very important tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> They're not nice and concise like my two hour show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Covering three episodes and four opinions. That's true. Was that all your notes? Yeah, that's everything. 
BT, final note time. I like when they're being lifted up by the hot dog water towards the fan blade, and Willie's like, ah, I just sharpened those blades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Willie had some good involvement in yeah, this episode. Like, now, Bart, when your body gets trapped in there, make sure your spine clogs the fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then Open at, to other ideas. <laughs> and at the end where, you know, Marge runs up and throws her arms around Bart, it's like, oh, my special little guy, and Homer kisses him. He's like, you taste like hot dogs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a great Homer thing to do. And in that same scene as well, Millie, uh, Willie was just like, oh, just kill me now. I don't want to clean any of this up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but that does it for me. I only have a couple of notes now. I didn't like the bit where they lost Millhouse and then they like wrote off a list of other dead kids and there was Sherry Terry and uh, Wendell. Yep. Yeah, that was a bit too dark, but... Well, not necessarily dead, just uh, agents lost into dumpsters, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> dumpster people now. <laughs> we are dumpster people. There's a whole caravan of them floating around. Yep. yep. Uh, Homer at the bake sale was pretty funny. I like how he dug into Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Rice Krispies, really, Sarah? No, way to, way to phone it in. Yeah. <laughs> really and then asking for money from Marge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All the other wives gave their husband $20. <laughs> There's another fine. dirty from fighting. <laughs> fighting. <laughs> He said his dad was Hulk Hogan. I knew that he wasn't. <laughs> that was great. Oh, uh, it was so silly, but yeah, it's so adorable. Something that I will never not find funny, and you know, we found over the course of this podcast that we really love Marge. There's just something about her wholesome sensibilities and mm-hmm. the way she phrases things. And when she goes, oh, if anyone actually ate Bart's shorts, they'd have a tummy full of pocket garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling out pamphlets, switchblade, and all that. Yeah, like the switchblade's the first thing. She's like, wow. Like, actually surprised by it. Yeah. But yeah, just pocket garbage. Fuck your adorable Marge. (laughs) All right, guys. It is time to rank this thing. Phil, kick it off, please. It's sitting between a gold and a silver. Yeah, I want a silver as well. Gilver. I think I'm going to give it a silver only because I don't think it's got a lot of rewatchability on it. Like, it's, it's so fast and the story's so disjointed in the style that there's not really much that I'll really remember that from apart from you taste like hot dogs yeah. which is kind of like and it's not better than it tastes like peanuts when you're kissing hands moment so yeah. <laughs> I want that thing out of here <laughs> um, dad I missed you <laughs> <laughs> alright cool so silver for I you I think silver yeah Jim Jim oh. Jim Jim Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim's going to give it a really shiny bronze. Uh, real shiny. There's no rewatchability for me because I don't get the source reference. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I found it a bit chaotic. I find things that are based on time to be quite stressful. Just yeah. my, The core conceit of this episode is that something has to happen in a certain amount of time and it makes yeah. me anxious. Is that why so, you never wear your watch? I, Yeah. Okay. Among other reasons. <laughs> I don't have to be weighed down. Um, so really shiny bronze, a lot of funny jokes, yep. really lovable characters doing things I like to see them do, but I probably won't watch this again. All right. So a bronze for you, BT? Uh, I'm on a silver, quite a fairly high silver. It, it could have gotten gold if there weren't just a few little tweaks, a couple of funnier jokes. But what's there I think is a lot of fun. And even without the full context of the parody that it's going for, I still feel you can get enough in context for it to make sense. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I have a lot of fun. There's some good jokes. And uh, next time I'm feeling sad, I'm going to think about Homer and Milhouse at a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I fully agree. This is actually such a quintessential silver for me, mm. as in there is a lot of fun to be had, but you can't ignore some of the fundamental problems that it has. And I'd say a lot of those are caused just by the fact that it's stretching out and doing something different, a stylistic parody 
Brody, I kind of agree with you about the countdown timer show. I always kind of rolled my eyes at a movie that, like, here is the thing that is counting down the time, yeah, and right. we're going to get it within a fucking millisecond. Yeah, you he's know? the MacGuffin that does nothing but advance the story, the plot. Mm, and they yeah. do it in this one, but I thought they did it to good effect with Lisa. Where's the... Uh, turn? How do I turn this <laughs> off? Oh, this big button. That's convenient. <laughs> so I thought they at least played with that trope well. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, this is an absolute silver for me, and averaging out, this will be a dull silver. This is actually the first dull silver we've had in a very long time. This will be joining other such episodes as The Computer War Menace Shoes, where Homer's spreading rumors over the internet and then he gets taken to an island like uh, the show yeah. Prisoner. Oh, I love that episode. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that's a, hey, that's you a, knew that one. It's a, a weird one. That's a fantastic episode. Because you have to know, again, you have to know the, the show references. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, wonderful. Strong arms of the Ma as well, when Marge uh, builds up her body and does muscle stuff. Excellent episode. Have <laughs> you seen all these when you've told me you've seen nothing? I've mean, seen good ones, apparently. <laughs> How about I Annoyed Grunt Bot, where Homer poses as one of those battle bots. And, um... <laughs> See, also, like, amazing ideas. Now, that's a good but, one as yeah, well. Pose on Robot Wars, yeah. <laughs> and a couple of HD episodes that we liked, 500 Keys, where yep. they're doing, like, four stories all about keys that they've acquired. Come back, Pooter Toot. People might be offended <laughs> by your mild tastelessness. <laughs> Pooter Toot. <laughs> and the Nedliest Catch, when Ned and Edna hook up yeah. and become Nedna. So close to being a good gross. one. And they were like, so what do you so think, gross. audience? Vote. Uh, what? Yeah, because yeah. I actually almost gave that episode a gold, but then they reminded me, yeah, it fucking has this cop-out internet vote ending. Mm. We don't know whether we should keep these two characters together, so we're sending it uh, out to you, internet. Oh. You decide. Oh, that's yeah. that's very... unfortunate, isn't it? I know, it was a really good episode. Other than that, it was just like, oh, that's a bit... Absolutely like, cheap. Kind of very, really like late MTVs, like when the internet was becoming a thing yeah. that you could talk to the internet. Yeah. Yeah, and, and dial in this phone number to register your vote. Yeah, it was a bit tough because on the one hand, hey, they're doing something different, but on the other hand, it just felt really cheap. So, and yeah. those things don't hold up, No, obviously. In rewatching, we can't affect it now. It's yeah. wasted time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, the public are terrible at making decisions oh, about yeah. anything. Yeah. Although, I look at you... I spread 2.0. <laughs> All right, guys, before we move on, is that reputation justified? I already did the jingle. <laughs> I like how that's your second version of the jingle. <laughs> What's the jingle? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> 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 so Johnny D of The Guardian listed this episode as one of his favourite episodes in the history of The Simpsons. He can fuck right off. He wow. wrote, One reason why The Simpsons has remained so watchable is that the parodies are getting sharper. The Departed in The Departed, The Da Vinci Code in Gone Maggie Gone, although nothing can top this excellent riff. Gone Maggie Gone. That yeah. wasn't a good episode. Is Johnny D from Mars? Like Brooklyn? <laughs> Where, hey, where's Johnny The Guardian? D. Isn't that British? I don't know. Yeah. The Guardian? Yeah. The Guardian. Yeah, it's definitely British. I like how you say it in a Boston accent. It You're helps. Like, this doesn't work. God, like, it must be from England. Try, like, try <laughs> it with any publication. The New York Times. The New York Times. Yeah, see? It's, from, <laughs> it's totally New York. That sounded Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Forget <laughs> about <laughs> it. Now say, it's a me and Mario. <laughs> Ooh, um, uh, amazing, mind-blowing thing I discovered. Uh, it's a me, Mario is an anagram of Marissa Tomei. Yeah, write, write it down. It is. I just watched the episode of Marissa Tomei in Seinfeld last oh, night. Oh, it's great. Oh, she's such a great. babe. You have a Mart and a Noah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so bold. Noah. So funny. How is it you're not taking <laughs> And Simon Carrera of The Times listed Sutherland's performance as one of the 33 funniest cameos in the history of the show. I think Sutherland was like not wow. the best part of it. I thought he was adequate. He certainly wasn't funny. Yeah. 
Also, one of the best 33. That's kind of an odd. You know, what ribbon is 33rd? Blue and white checkers. <laughs> were, the, were these reviews written contemporaneously? Do they come out as the show came out? It oh, varies. You can tell he's a lawyer because he says contemporaneously. And doesn't giggle at any of well, I'm going to laugh now. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you're in court. It's a mix. Some of these are based on like retrospective articles like yep. here's my top 10 and yeah, one of them was released at the same time. I would be genuinely interested in knowing who is just a 24 fan who was smitten with an episode that mm. homage oh. <laughs> their favourite. Because remember a yeah. time when 24 was all everyone oh, watched. Oh, yeah. So I think there's a bit of bleed over there. Oh, absolutely. But in a negative review, James Green of Nerve.com put this episode on eighth of his list of ten times The Simpsons jumped the shark, criticising this by the number Simpsons parody of Fox's number one crime drama, Stank of Cross Promotion. He has not watched yeah. enough episodes. He really hasn't. <laughs> and Robert Canning of IGN. Okay, so 20 out of 10. Captain Soft Touch. Name 24 minutes, the best episode of the season, which isn't, you know, that high a bar. Season 18 is kind of shit. Mm -hmm. And he gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, you could kick that guy in the balls and he would give you a 6 out of 10. <laughs> Fresh. Excellent footwork. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just happened. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for 24 minutes. That was the 399th episode of The Simpsons. Now we're going all the way back to the 97th episode with Homer Loves Flanders. <laughs> oh. You're numbering these things now, and it makes me weirdly uncomfortable. Really? <laughs> it's like there's so many. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're already 249 episodes in. Out of 680. Yeah. And we are back, and we just watched the classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 5, Episode 16, Homer Loves Flanders. First released in March of 94, written by David Merkin and directed by Wes Archer. And this was also, fun fact, the last episode pitched by Conan O'Brien before he moved on to bigger and better things. Oh, wow. In this episode... Yeah, this is the one where Flanders gives Homer a ticket to the football game he's desperate to go to, and in turn, Homer sees the good side of Flanders, but he becomes obsessive in his friendship. Guys, what did you think? Uh, phenomenal as fuck. So good. So yeah. good. Like, a lot of nostalgia laughs, but mm. my God, just everything, almost all the jokes are awesome, yep. and there's just non-stop. Like, that first segment is just 40 jokes in 12 minutes. It's yeah. just zappy. Every... Every line is a joke. Yeah, not always yeah, a good joke. second in yeah. the good ones. Yeah. yeah. I think we all like took a moment to breathe once that first act was over. It's like, oh my God, we are only a third of the way through this thing. Amazing. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty insane. I mean, it was more, the first act was more chocolate block than mm. like the second or third, but holy shit, there was a lot of stuff that yeah. happened in that. But Definitely. That, that makes sense. That's when you want to hook an audience and we absolutely got hooked on it. And yeah, this is what I really loved about the Simpsons old days. You know, they knew exactly who the characters were. And this is another episode where we're not breaking the integrity, we're just stretching the character's boundaries. Mm. And yeah, seeing Homer turn around on his uh, once rival neighbour is just so delightful. Especially because he's as annoying to Ned as he always is, yeah. but only because he's now like truly trying to be friendly to him, yeah. but it's just he doesn't like him as a person. Well, there's almost a reversal in roles where Homer becomes mm. the annoying neighbour that 
Ned doesn't want anything to do with, but yep. Ned's just too patient to say no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, Flanders could almost rationalise Homer more before he was, like, mm. an obsessive friend. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's quite amazing. And, yeah, that I've got to say, yeah, that's the moment that, for the story that really stands out to me is just how far they stretch Homer without making him break integrity. Mm. Yeah, I think it's quite a masterful feat of writing. How about you, BT? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you, for better or worse? A point I really want to point out is the bit where you see Ned getting pushed to his limit. It's where he's like, oh, you're going to do charity work. Well, I'll come with you. And it's got this kind of strained music. Mm. It zooms in on Ned. He's like, oh, that sounds super duper. And you get it 100 If you didn't quite get it from Homer Barging on dinner, you get it 100% where we're going from here. And I think to do that in one in one line of dialogue with the right music cue and the right zoom sells you that point point 100%. Absolutely, because he's not delivering it with his normal enthusiasm, and it's not even like one of his idly-diddly things. It's just super-duper. Mm. That couldn't sound more sarcastic coming from Ned. Yeah. <laughs> That's peak sarcasm. Yeah. And then at the charity thing, Ned's just trying to do his usual thing, and Homer comes in and then gets all the fucking credit. Yeah. Like, yeah, Homer's now stepping on his turf. But I also like that Ned never yells at anyone going, no, he was only charitable because he was bored. I do this all yeah. the time. It's more the implication that that's there and that's on his... It's on your mind, but Ned never actually says it. No, definitely. He still tries to be Ned un- un- until that end uh, moment where he breaks. How about you, Phil? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Like, so many moments. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, so it's really many. hard to pick. That's why I went even, broad. <laughs> even just, like, the beginning where the episode starts with Ion Springfield. Yeah. And it's only, like, two gags that aren't related to anything else. But the first one is just... Government trained people with rifles miles from your home. They call it the army, but it could also be called the Killbot Kill Factory. A much more alarmist name <laughs> yeah, for it would be the Killbot Factory. <laughs> like, so ridiculous. Like, just like, makes no difference to anything. And then just takes ways right into the lead story, which is there's a big game on, yep. and then Homer spends 50 bucks buying tickets from Bart. That are for free. Oh, that, that made me laugh way too much. He's like, I love you, they're not, yeah, they're not tickets to the game, Homer. And he's like, yeah, this there. Buy one wig, get one free. Damn it. And then he's like, free wig. And then his thought bubble. He, he just, chooses Marge's something, yeah, hair. He chooses, he chooses Marge's hair. And he's just standing in front of mirror going, I love you, homie. And then he says to himself out loud, I don't need her at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, I got the hair. That's all I'm actually attracted to. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a minute and a half in and there's five gags that I literally laughed out loud at. And not to forget, you know, uh, you want to get these tickets in you now. Tickets not to be taken internally. <laughs> See, because of me, now there's a warning. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're laughing already from the internal joke. Yeah. Then you get the follow-up. Because of me, now there's a warning. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautifully rapid fire. Yeah, it's and that just... one-two punch. Uh, yeah, set it up, knock it down, just freaking amazing. And, of course, yeah, bit of a football theme. I like to try and find an episode with uh, football in it to bring to you, Phil. So, yeah, when I uh, did the algorithm and saw this would come up, and I'm like, oh, fuck yes. I'm, uh, I'll have you know the resident well. football expert. Brilliant. He's the one who taught us that football has no chandeliers. <laughs> I mean... Outdoor football doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but indoors. And minimal you get chandeliers. I think you've underplayed the number you need. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or sh- might want. Chandelier. <laughs> How about you, Jim? What's a moment from this episode that stands out to you? Oof. In my note taking, I ran into three pages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you I'll were furiously a, a three-pager. Oh, 
<laughs> That'll be my reference. To and you yeah, usually I double space my note, but you can see at the end there, I'm starting to compress a bit more. Probably what I liked most about the episode, yeah, and how I know it's a classic episode of well-written Simpsons, is that the payoff moment when Ned finally snaps, it's from Homer breathing through his nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's done all these things that probably would have justified a bit of a blow-up. Like destroying his car and yep. his boat, <laughs> uh, stealing all of his glory, getting uh, zesty Italian in Todd's eye, <laughs> ruining yeah, ruining his picnic. All of those things, it's breathing too loud during prayer, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was such a beautifully wonderful moment because up to that point he would have been justified, mm. and at that point he's suddenly not. Yeah, he looks like the bad guy, right? And it just works so lovely. It's just great. I think it's just perfect writing yeah total straw that breaks the camel's back it, and just it, how it's shot as well it says that slow pan on home <laughs> that sound gets louder it does that s- a tight zoom on his nose it's just wobbling <laughs> <out> the <laughs> nose is awesome oh <laughs> uh, i really want to know how they managed to get that sound was there like a particularly wheezy person on the simpsons stuff that they... it's like okay we need this sound effect if any of you get a wheezy snooze come into recording it sounds like someone's sleeping. Yeah, you need the other side though. Uh, like a snoring noise. I can't yeah. do both, so guys. <laughs> Maybe it was from only half. Uh, we should have done this before you got your deviated yeah, septum. Um, I'm betting that that noise came from Hank's area. <laughs> <laughs> Play count. How many times do you think you've seen this episode before tonight? Oh, wow. Uh, 30,000 tickets. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just stopping there for a second. <laughs> That'll be $900,000. Look, I only got 10 bucks on me. Can I take less later? Yes, sure. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever slept out for tickets at all? God, no. Yeah, it's not really uh, a thing anymore. So. No. Well, no, I did it once for Pole Jam in like 2002 or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was just when Ticketech.com was starting to become a thing. We were only like seventh or something in line. And the tickets had practically sold out by the third person. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, like we had to settle for like two seats in row double X and four in double Z. <laughs> what, you, you really had to settle for seeing Pearl Jam? <laughs> what? Bazinga. Zing. I knew what someone was going to say that. Oh, Pearl Jam are the best. Not the latest albums, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Not all their other albums, but that first one from 20 years ago, pretty good. <laughs> oh, I will not hear a, a bad word about Eddie Vedder. So, uh, play count. How many times have you seen this episode? I don't know, I'd reckon it'd probably be up in the twenties. Yeah. Incidental viewings and repeat repeats on Channel Ten during the summertime. Yeah, definitely, Jim. Yeah, I guess so. Five to ten, something like that. Yeah, a, a good way to think of it, we found, is sort of think about it. How many times a year do you think you've watched this since it aired? Mm. And like, definitely mm. in the early days, this is one that I watched nonstop. This is one of my favorites. There's so many goofy, fun Homer yep. moments and Homer moments. And <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely put this over 50. Like, I VHS taped and bought the DVDs and all that. So yeah, let's talk about some of the wacky moments of this episode. Yeah, a boat flying out from sea <laughs> yeah. to land on Ned's car. What are the odds? Yeah. Uh, also, Homer's car is yellow. Yeah. yeah. It's very strange. Weird. Yeah. And what season was this? Five. Well, they would have had it like pink by now, for sure. Yeah. Maybe just they odd. forgot. Maybe they ran out of that particular car. Maybe it's a nod to the audience that this is a parallel universe. Ooh, oh. I like it. We build a mini mall, so they built the bigger mini mall. <laughs> they made the world's largest pizza, so we burned down their city hall. <laughs> and then poor Marge is just fucking tripping in the uh, kitchen. Poor Marge, she got high for free. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And the turkey escaped, so it was all good. Quite frankly, I think I'm overdone. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had to get my parents to explain that to me, and they were like, oh, she's just sick. <laughs> uh, how about Mr. Burns with... 
fellows, there's a little <laughs> cripple boy who wants you to win this game. <laughs> I know because I curled him myself to motivate you. <laughs> <laughs> Just the follow-up of, I hope they win. Or Mr. Severance says he's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that, but you don't need to see, like, I think it feels like the newer seasons, they would show that happening in like a flashback yeah. or they would show it and then he'd go, I'm doing this to motivate the team for next week's game. Like, They've just got it wrong now from where they had it before. It was just like, make a mention of the joke, make it funny, then cut to where the, the next joke is, and then cut away. And then we don't need to see anything more about mm. Millhouse. It's all... Yeah, it's the double-edged sword of Simpsons being able to do more with the animation uh, in the newer episodes, because back here, they can only really afford static shots, so the words had to be great. And that's what you get a lot of in this episode. There isn't that much animation-wise that's visually that appealing. Like, in that big crowd shot where they're looking at all the people lining up, they're just fucking stick figures. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the words of it all is so damn important. So mm. yeah. This might be a, a weird thing to say, but I've never thought about how much it costs to animate moving things mm. as opposed to static shots. I yeah. suppose it makes sense. That, yeah. was, that was why things like uh, your Japanese animations like Pokemon... Yeah, would have everything fixed except for a hand or a mouth. Yeah, yeah uh, right. interesting thing about the Makes old sense. like Hanna Barbera cartoons. The reason every character had like either a neckerchief or a tie or Scooby Doo had a collar was they could use the same animation for the body and just move the head. Yeah, so I had heard that, but I'd never equated that to being cheaper. Yeah, gotta draw yeah. all their cells. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with anime as well, where you see the backgrounds moving, and that's just usually three frames of animation, and you can keep the character static but still keep it visually mm. interesting. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, and I and I think that's what's going on here. It's actually the inverse. The words are super interesting, even though a lot of the animation isn't. Mm. But I mean, yeah, they still had uh, a lot of uh, room for big wacky gags, like the the big Terminator tribute. Yes, that was excellent. Yeah, if Homer melding in and out of the bush wasn't enough, having him chase him down holding two putters. Oh, yeah. I never thought that was a Terminator reference. Yeah, it always yeah. reminds me the bit where the T-1000 comes yeah. through, the, um, through the, bars. the bars in the prison. Because they sort of do that similar music as well. Mm. That oh. And yeah, that hedge bit. Oh my God. <laughs> and in the hedge bit, I don't know if it's in, in the actual show or just in my head, but does it make a... Yes sound is he yeah. like he pushes through it like the terminator would yeah mm -hmm. yeah, right. yeah definitely and just the way he has a again a still static face as he's just morphing into the bu <laughs> bush just going it's like, this back. is a normal thing yeah that's like his exit line on that where they, he's climbed on the back of the car being dragged along gets thrown off <laughs> like, huh, guess he didn't see me <laughs> so no menace there but yeah ever I, the optimist i did love the visual gag of homer looking up to take some moments with god Oh, yeah. And we discover <laughs> a waffle that was thrown on the ceiling, <laughs> which he then That's proceeds awesome. to eat. I know I shouldn't mm, eat thee. <laughs> mm, but I love that. Like, that it's only the second time he looks at the ceiling and yells to God that Marge comes in and goes, that's not God, that's a waffle. <laughs> but like the first time, he's just like, oh, God, yeah. I, give me anything to get these tickets. And he's just it's just a shot as in you would normally see. Mm -hmm. And then why when he does it the second time, Lord? Yeah, why, when he's doing it the second time, yeah. it's revealed that... He, He's, he's been yelling at God, but it's really a waffle on the ceiling. Well, it's a great thing because it justifies the odd camera angle of looking down at Homer like you were yeah. God in God's yeah. perspective. But it's just waffle POV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it also raises the implicit question, why is there a waffle on the ceiling? And why, is it, it up there. why has it been there for years? <laughs> Maybe since breakfast. I don't know if it's been there for years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but there were just so many fantastic moments where they skewer some issue Stan Taylor, yeah. I used to 
birthday partying all night and sleeping with lingerie models, but then Ned showed me that there was more to life. Yeah. Oh, professional athletes. Always, always wanting, wanting more. more. And his nickname as well, Stan the Boy Taylor. <laughs> Stan, Stan, he's our boy. If he can't do it, no one. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, look, we'll get into more of the wacky moments as we go along, but how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps between oh, yeah. Homer and his love for Flanders? Full heart on this one, full heart. I think Homer is definitely true to himself, but you could see his motivations and mm. his caring in his own way, and you yeah. could understand Ned's frustration, absolutely. Because he's still trying to be a good person throughout this whole thing. He's trying to still accommodate for Homer. And well, he's trying to be a good Christian person, which is by not saying the mean things to the person that he wants to say them to. Not mm. that he's not thinking them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Take that, yeah. Christians. Homer's big moment where he defends Ned is yeah. like a really beautiful bit. And totally. then Ned's, you know, he comes over and is like, you really are a true friend. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. beautiful, man. Yeah, it's really nice. But it also stops it from being saccharine when, in a completely meta moment twice in the show where yeah. Lisa and Bart are talking, is like, wait, is this the end of our wacky adventures? And then to cut to the next scene, and especially when it says Thursday at 8pm, <laughs> the following Thursday at 8pm, mm-hmm. and you just go, shut up, Flanders, Whew, back to zero. <laughs> yeah. I think that was made more powerful having just sat through two episodes of where The Simpsons would one day end up to see them inside of an episode talking about how wacky the show was and yeah. mocking how silly an episode could get with them in a haunted house, yeah. that being the gag, that that was yeah. too out there even for The Simpsons, which of course would not be the case in five years no that would be yeah. the plot yeah that's right, that's right. Uh, not yeah. in a treehouse they morphed episode. into what was their joke they became a parody became everything they hated yeah. yeah but also I kind of think like if in the new seasons now or the new more recent season if they did a meta break where they stopped talked about the show that they were in and what could possibly happen to the show I feel like if I saw that in the episode now I would flag it as being a, a stupid thing to do yeah. I think it's maybe because it's in a good episode anyhow, mm. and it's a bit nostalgic that you're kind of like, oh, it's a bit past. But even watching it then, I was like, yeah, I think I know it's supposed to be on the nose, but I feel like it's not as good as it could have been. Yeah, well, I think it gets away with it because you're already having a good time. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's not like another thing that you hate about this episode, but just yes. a bit where you're like, oh, I, I found I just didn't mind it, but I thought that if I'd seen this in a new episode, I would hate it. No, definitely. And there would have been a lot of ways that you could fuck up this episode, like uh, having Homer sort of go too far and then wanting to become a Christian or something like that, or then or have Flanders snap too early. The mm. thing is, everything around this episode built up so well and everything was so purposeful that, yeah, you forgive the meta-commentary and also you find it amusing. I found. Anyway, yeah. I did. <laughs> I keep speaking for I you. I suppose, I mean, it probably viewed in context and not yeah. just glancing over the t- titles of that season... Almost all of the episodes that precede this one had something grandiose about them. Mm. Mm. This is literally Homer and Ned swapping places for an episode and playing with the ideas of friendship and patience and Christianness and what it means to be a good neighbour. Yeah. It was very what could be otherwise mundane kind of ideas. And just to kind of go back and disagree with you slightly there, Phil, <laughs> I think that the conclusion works so much better because they take you to such a silly place as they're reminder this show is has wacky adventures yeah that we've just done friendship but we could have done a haunted house yeah i think like it does work in that throws to the haunted house in the next week time like i don't mind i don't mind it as a gag i'm saying that if i'd saw it and i don't even mind it in this episode mm. but i think if i'd seen it in something newer and maybe because it wouldn't be in such a great episode to start with 
But I think that would flag it as a thing that yeah. would irk me. And it's also the context of the time it came out, because it came yeah. out when that was kind of a that would never happen kind of episode. Yeah. Whereas now that's feasible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, like you said, you know, it's just, it was such a deep character study in this episode that didn't have a lot of wacky elements. Like, especially around season five, they sort of really started stretching the bounds. This was, mm. yeah, more of the down-to-earth sort of episode. Mm. That yeah. had a couple of wacky things happen. I mean, same disc, Homer goes to space. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yeah, uh, I can't argue with any of the integrity. This is what I was saying before, where you're not breaking the characters, you're just sort of stretching who they are. Yeah, this is what it'd be like if Homer turned around on Flanders for a bit. Totally. And it was entirely conceivable that uh, Homer mm. would turn around for a nacho hat and take his award. That yeah. was all it would take to win his heart, would be a nacho hat. Yeah, all it took was, okay, fine, I guess I'll go hang out with you for a little bit, finds out how generous and nice he is, and then all of a sudden it's, oh yeah, of course I'll hang, you're my best friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I don't think Homer was different to what he always is in any episode episode in this it's just his motivations are selfishness yeah selfishness he wanted tickets he gets free booze and football and nacho hat Mm. it's all the things he likes so it's not like he's doing anything super weird he was basically just hanging out with an enabler yeah Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and also taking other people's food while he was at it (laughs) that bit with passing down the two dogs two sodas and two ice cream bars (laughs) i know the bit where the ice cream bars get to him there's a bite taken out of each (laughs) yeah (laughs) what the hell happened to my dogs (laughs) i want answers Mm -hmm. oh fuck i love that quote and yeah so as if the day of football and beer and food and all that wasn't enough yeah uh flanders passes on the game ball to him oh Mm -hmm. that's such a beautiful moment there yeah and i like how he goes this is the nicest thing that anyone's ever done to me (laughs) yeah yeah, like he's actually sees the generosity that ned is rather than yeah maybe taking him for a ride his wife gave him three children but flanders (laughs) gave him a fourth. Stitch face. Stitch face. Stitch face. And I like the follow-up where he's just shoving the wedi- wedding photo in the bin. And my husband, <laughs> oh, well, that's our wedding photo. I quit living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, that's another thing that I like about the character moments in this episode. You don't see the rest of the Simpsons family getting on with the Flanders. And it's sort of mm. like a two-way street like that. Yeah, I think everyone's kind of pissed at Homer for bringing them together. But then yeah. Lisa and Marge do get in on the food fight. So. Yeah. <laughs> but the Flanders do not. No, no. They don't even get on on the fruit punch. Or the pixie sticks. <laughs> the can pixie I just, sticks. Uh, can I shout out Mo in this episode for uh, reading oh. Oh. reading to the, the sick children and the homeless? Talk oh. about the heart. Yeah. Yeah. All heart. <laughs> Our boy Mo. Like, and he's reading Little Women. I know. Yeah. Yep. When all the girls they were Little Women. <laughs> if this gets out, Fantastic. the next sounds you make will be muffled by your own butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. such a nice way to see, like, he comes in, like, Homer's trying to bring him into, ingratiate into his life. And he's like, here's mm. my family. It's the bar. And you know that Ned's not going to be comfortable there. But yeah. he recognises Mo. And there's just that that little snippet there. So you know, oh, okay, he's got a connection at the bar now. It doesn't matter. And then just to call back to it just ever so quickly. Yeah. I think okay, excellent. it was going into, in my view, issues of generosity and Christianness. Mm. And it was riffing on that idea and exploring the idea. Mo, who is all rough exterior, runs a bar is secretly giving up plenty of time to do charity work, but wants no recognition for it. Insists yeah. that Ned keep it secret. Ned's doing it regularly and getting no accolades for it. Homer turns up begrudgingly, yeah. gets yeah. redressed 
because I think he's a homeless man coming in because he smells so bad. And we'll do what we can about the smell. And <laughs> ends up being lauded as yeah. big fat man with big fat heart. I Probably my biggest laugh of the episode was yeah. on the same spinning newspaper was little thin man accused of robbery. Because <laughs> yeah, big I, fat I, man I, with big fat heart, yeah. I've never noticed that before and after 25 years this is an episode still giving. Yeah, <laughs> it's classic. Uh, I love how they dress him as well. He looks like fucking Doug Stanhope. Like, I don't know if you know that comedian. Yeah. Looks like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did anyone catch the book, the first book that Moe's reading? He mentions a horse named Flicker. Yeah, I don't. It's uh, Black, Black Beauty, I'm pretty sure. Pardon? Black, Black Beauty. Beauty. That makes sense. Oh. What's that? Book about horses? Book about horses. It's a book about horses. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Specifically, a black horse oh. named Who's Flicker. Quite... It's deformed. What? Yeah, it's just got this one mongy eye. Can you say mongy on a podcast? Sure. I, is it a word? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had, Amer- I had an American ask me once, what's scungy? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like, well, it's like when you haven't taken your underpants off for three days and you're also oh. playing sport. <laughs> yeah. You've got a bit of a sweat in your goofy suit. That's <laughs> when you're scungy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Swish. Thank you. So yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. totally. Yep. What yep. playlist are we putting this in? So a uh, good Flanders episodes, good uh, f- football episode, yeah. water skiing. Yeah, you could pair this with the one where uh, Harry Mudge, the snapping turtles are massing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episodes where they nearly sacrifice Ned Flanders. His <laughs> grandpa's let's sacrifice him to our god. <laughs> we used it all the time in the thirties. Yeah. <laughs> and people do start massing on him. <laughs> yeah, to step forward. Yeah, the mob mentality, like uh, in the other one, where quick, let's go get him. They're heading to the old cider mill. No, we're not. Uh, let's go to the cider mill anyway. Get some cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easily distracted Bob. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, until caught out, Homer was going to flog him in the head with a lead pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know Homer has that moment. So you're going to hit in the head with that pipe? He's like, yeah, no, damn it. <laughs> oh, what you doing with that pipe there? Are you going to give my noggin a flogging? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they both laugh at it. <laughs> we laugh about it now. We're such good friends. <laughs> yeah, that's good for playlists. BT, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Ooh, um, I don't think so, but let me have a quick flip through the notes here. You know what? I don't think I quite get Dr. Hibbert's cheers to Homer Simpson and his recent charity work. Cheers to this rusty tailgate. It's so Jeez. out of place. Cheers. Yeah. He says cheers, I believe. Cheers? Yeah, cheers. Yeah, is is, in is like... it the same as cheers? No, it's no. the opposite. With a J. Yeah. Oh, like cheers to Homer, cheers to the tailgate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I suppose because it's so quick, it doesn't really matter. Like it's a yeah. half second. I think it was just to give us another moment where Homer unreasonably gets accolades for charity work he didn't do. Yeah, or he didn't, I, know, I get that. That's that fine. It's more the the tower. I never to quite it, yeah, got. Sure. I always felt like this scene was out of place though because it comes like well after Homer's charity war- work. Homer's not even there in that scene. It's not like they're praising him. They're just like randomly congratulating a man when he's not there. But I see functionally that it helps break up that previous scene of homer crashing mm. the boat and then N- ned's bell tower dream yeah no, i think yeah. i know that's why i know functionally why it's there it's just yeah yeah which oh my god that bell tower scene that's is really amazing yeah. and uh, it's from the film deadly tower apparently wow. that's mm-hmm. a pretty straightforward time i thought it was just that guy in texas who just had a brain tumor and i thought it was just shot a bunch of people from all Baltimore. those people oh that did uh, all that stuff in the states all the time mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it could be any one of the well, many gun references this was back when it was rare <laughs> Not that rare. Literally, uh, give us a call, America, and let us know when your mass shooting started. 
Thank you. <laughs> also, I think it's called the Civil War. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been doing it for a while. Guys. War of Independence, even before. Uh, yeah. But that was still basically British back then. Yeah, true. They don't like admitting it, but no, no. <laughs> yeah. any musical moments from this episode? They had a bit of the Terminator music oh. in that scene. Uh, You've got, got two, two tickets, tickets to paradise. <laughs> And I love how he just comes up when he's like mourning that Ned Flanders got the tickets and he accidentally turns the radio on and it kind of gives you that, like, it seems like it gives him the idea and he's like, yeah, he's slowly like succumbing to the beat as well. Yeah. He's just like got an upset face, but he's nodding a little. Yeah. He's smiling and then he's like getting into Jamming it. along. And yeah, excellent reckon, guitar riff. Yeah, my, excellent guitar riff. Oh my, my other God. note was when he's doing the mouth guitar, like he's Yeah. I think if I saw that bit now, I think that would I think that would be a joke that went for too long. Yeah, I think it it works. I, I think it's just context. I think it's just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm. not saying it's not, but I'm saying like if that was transplanted into a new episode, but it would now, never it would never turn up on the back of him losing something. Right. Yeah, there wouldn't be there sullen. for a reason. Yeah. It wouldn't be done to tell a yeah. joke. It would just it would be just be hey, let's listen moment. to the radio yeah. for a moment. Yeah. Because I find so many things in the new episode so aggravating. Mm. Yeah. And just a little bit dumb or lazy. In my opinion. Yeah, well, a lot of those jokes as well are doing the let's see how long we can drag this out joke. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure that if something similar happens in an episode that I already like, mm. that I still give it credence or give it notice rather than just going, everything this episode's great because everything mm. is. Like, mm. I don't go, this is a bit of hated. Yeah. But I have to go, if this same thing happened, would I flag it? Yeah, we've been trying to work out what the line on this and usually it just comes down to context. Yeah, absolutely. How much fun are you having at the time? I think there's, I mean, there's what makes a good joke is pacing and timing and punch and all that stuff. And it's yeah. just, yeah. it's hard to explain why a joke works. And that one certainly does. But I think it also is worth reflecting on the fact that what we now have as an edifice of The Simpsons is built on yeah. episodes like this mm. where we kind of, they got to set up the rules of animated comedy. Yeah. They yeah, were the much. rules. Mm. And so when they wrote this, this was probably the first time you'd seen a cartoon character just sit there and air riff and just hum along and that was kind of absolutely cute. now just it's go from such a hat. moment of devastation yeah. to just everything's good again yeah, yeah and, definitely. and same with the meta comment it was something that wasn't done a lot and that's sort of all the simpsons were doing in the first episode we watched mm. night <laughs> look at what we're doing isn't it wacky and whereas it was only twice in this episode phil what are some of your final notes is a nacho hat a real thing and if so <laughs> should i eat it uh i've looked it up i most things that talk about how to make one reference the simpsons right yeah so it was not a nacho hat so that's i find that to be more remarkable than the script writing that someone <laughs> invented a nacho <laughs> hat yeah. it might have been a thing only far less known but it definitely popularized by the simpsons yeah, definitely yeah. and as a kid i thought those were the lyrics to macho man they were nacho <laughs> man yeah excellent <laughs> the other one was when um homer's driving with ned into the stadium and he's like quick duck i don't want my friends to see you and yeah Hey guys, and Joe Spice is like, "Oh look, Homer's got one of those robot cars," and you just hear it crash. <laughs> and Carl goes, "American robot cars." Oh, yep. uh, it's so relevant. And then, <laughs> and then the second time they do that callback, he's like, "Hey guys, this is my friend Ned Flanders," and he's like, yeah. "What did he say?" He's like, "I don't know, something about being gay." <laughs> just yeah, uh, the callbacks in this episode as well, like just so so amazingly uh, sophisticated. Mm. I think. Jim, do you have any other notes? As as Chief Wiggum is putting um, Ned into the police car, yes. where's your messiah now? It's just such an unnecessarily mean thing to say to him. And then he just points at the bus and he's like, he's hired goofballs, yeah. everybody. Which 
Again, not sure what goofballs are. <laughs> yeah, the goofballs as well. Yeah, talking about callbacks and stuff in this episode, the amount of times that they refer to goofballs. and <laughs> Hepped up on goofballs. Yeah, the most G-rated way of just referring to someone not being all with yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this sounds all like, like an old person's 1960s reference to recreational drugs. Mm. Yeah. It's just like between, between when opium was legal and pot wasn't, yeah. goofballs was the thing. Well, it was actually Ned that first said, uh, hopped up, hepped up on goofballs, and then everyone else sort of ran with it. It was kind of delightful in that way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, I also, I quite enjoyed the rapping Ronnie Reagan, although I didn't <laughs> well, 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 get it. Well, it was, well, well, it, well. It was a thing, you know, That's very strange. early days. There was a guy who was making rappy Ronnie Reagan tapes. So yeah, that was. Uh, he did say well a lot. That was a nice little. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, it was they a nice that break. Tape, yeah, they played that tape for ten seconds in the episode, and it was just well, well, well. They said nothing else. And he's still like, yeah, I could get. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, like just these weird musical fads that happened, like in the other episode where they mentioned Ray J Johnson. <laughs> God. You can call me. That's literally all I know about Ray J. Johnson is that quote from The Simpsons. You're only famous because of The Simpsons. I know nothing else about him. That's pretty much all his shtick was as well. That you could call him one thing, but you couldn't call him another. So like every person ever? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And all the way up to Madison Avenue, who didn't want you to call them baby. Understandable. That's the world's weirdest callback. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Have you been on this show before? Yes. (laughs) I have a... uh... My heyday was the late 90s. (laughs) Welcome to the club. Uh, Was that all your notes? Sorry, Phil? The only other one I've got is, how dare you talk about Fanders like that? This man has turned every cheek on his body. (laughs) (laughs) He might even be better than me. Or what? Uh, How about you, BT? What are your other notes? I have several. Okay. Uh, Well, now you've got a lawsuit on your hands. (laughs) <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Over 230 channels locked out. I really love this bit because, like, I don't even know what the cartoon they're referencing, but the animation looks distinctly different where mm. there's only, like, a frame or two of animation with their actual mouths moving. Yep. Again, nice thing. It's a, actually a way for them to cheap out on the animation, but it's uh, super effective when contrasting with The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Correct. <laughs> Uh, when they Ding. walk into the church, you just hear the whispers of, there's Ned Flans, the fallen one, the evil one. <laughs> I bet he wrote Homer Rocks all over the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they it's said? Something <laughs> like that. It's, it's quick and I only half heard it. But yeah. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I did. Homer's been to the bathroom early just to write Homer Rocks all over it. Yeah. I imagine it's been there for ages. Like, wonder who did this? And that's, it must have been Ned. He's hepped up on goofballs. <laughs> Reminds me of when Homer's like, hmm, I wonder who that El Bato is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can't talk, see Flanders, later sex. <laughs> And my last one is, love, Marge, not hate, love. <laughs> You've hated Ned for years. In fact, you wanted to bash his head in and steal his tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. Again, the callbacks in this episode. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all right, time for my final rapid notes. Do I have a theme for that one yet? I mean, you did, but you didn't also didn't drag it out. So it's like, what was it? Just like, get ready for notes. Here come the notes. <laughs> so Homer sleeps out for the tickets. It's like, hey, hey, second in line, all I had to do was miss eight days of work. <laughs> the money you would have made for work, you could have got tickets from a scalper. In um, theory, yes. Jerk. <laughs> I like how Flanders asks for the cash value on the ticket so he can claim it on tax. <laughs> it reminds me of, it's a later episode, but Flanders goes, oh, well, I should claim um, cash teller printer ink, mm, but I do like the way fresh receipts smell, so nah, <laughs> not a deductible. Yeah, Homer bragging that he's invincible and just gets fucking walloped with a keg. <laughs> <laughs> Dodges the can, walloped yeah. with a keg. <laughs> It feels like there's a saying in there. <laughs> you dodge the can, but now you got to watch for the can. Yeah. <laughs> the shelter that they were working at is called Helter Shelter. 
Very excellent Beatles joke. Oh, yeah, little... and then underneath it, it says, uh, originally set up by, like, James Helter or something. Like, there was a kind of a weird, yeah. this is why it's called this, it's not. When Flanders is uh, ma- uh, saying grace, making grace, doing grace. I think saying He's or... not doing grace. Saying you don't do grace doing... on the <laughs> kitchen table. <laughs> That's where we have turkey. <laughs> so when he's uh, making grace, uh, he blesses the middleman for jacking up the prices. <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, yeah. And then when Homer busts in and they're talking about, oh, i got to go do charity work tonight. And he goes, oh, Judge is making you do that too, huh? <laughs> Stupid lack of public urinals. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, the, the whole time he's having that conversation, he's just eating food off people's plates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even waiting for someone to serve him up. A plate, just like, oh, your drumstick looks nice, and he comes in through the window. He just like, as soon as you, he basically turns into Steve Urkel. Yeah, <laughs> I think it might have been a Beatles reference. Oh wait, no, that was a female, and it was a bathroom window. Never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. Almost going to give you credit for that one. Speaking of low key hostility, <laughs> low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Low can't... energy hostility. This <laughs> yeah, very different. Go but, maul yourself. I'm busy. But yeah, that nice subtle wink to the ongoing relationship between Mod and Homer and how it's strained at best. <laughs> yeah, he's going, well, Rod and Todd are, and the wife has a thing for me. She hides behind the thinly veiled line of hostility. Yeah. <laughs> and I like uh, when Rod and Todd just wig out on the pixie sticks that call it, calling each other the worst names they can think of. Melonhead and Zitface. <laughs> one of them, well, one of them says, go to hell. I mean, that's yeah. huge for them. Jeez. Uh, lies make baby Jesus cry yep. and yeah I just got to bring up that hedge again that is fucking fantastic <laughs> and at the root of so many Simpsons memes jokes again if we can't plug them enough enough, go check out Rock Bottom yep. and my final note is I will never not love him going and together in a perfect world we would be the Flimpsons mm. <laughs> alright guys let's do this it's the final ranking of the night let's rank this thing Jim kick it off uh, that's a shiny gold. Gold? One of the best episodes, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, n- uh, not getting the Cubic Zirconia ranking? Is there one above gold? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, sorry, it's that. No, I no. thought the shiny gold was the highest I could give. Yeah. No, no. I mean, yeah. Shiny so. Cubic Zirconia. Just to, yep. just to clarify, the whole the shiny dull thing is uh, only applies to when we average out the rankings. So mm. um, you can say I'm giving it a shiny gold, but I'll still write it down as gold. Mm. I would like yeah. it to be the highest ranking I can afford. It cubic Zirconia. Will be I've cubic learned that then. lesson the hard way. Elliot will talk you down from like a dull something or a shiny something. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. I do that part. You just do the base color. <laughs> know your to, place. Yeah. <laughs> Only I made it. Okay. <laughs> so full marks for you. How about you, Phil? Yeah, QZ all the way. It's definitely in. If I had top ten and being there for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. BT? I wanted to do something more enthusiastic. I just want to know how you spell cubics. Okay. <laughs> That's just their parlance for yep. it. Cool. Yeah, which was started by me, who never thought about it for like the first ten episodes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah. Okay, well, fuck it. But to be fair, like, QZ invokes cubic zirconia more than CZ, CZ does. How are we meant to say Z in this country? I never know. However the fuck you like. It's free country. It's fucking Z, mate. Yeah. I I identify as Z. (laughs) BT? Uh, Yeah, cubic zirconia. I was, like, watching it, I'm like, is this a shiny goal? But then I think about all the quotable moments from it. And it's just, it's too good. So that is a cubic. I reckon you could stop this episode 
at the first ad break and then still be it'd be a goal. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, it's just undeniable, QZ. The only issue, the only thing I wanted to change was um maybe the pacing slows down in the second half, but you kinda need that. And also you kinda need that moment where Homer does the guitar riff to sort of okay, we just had a lot of minutes of like yeah. rapid fire jokes. So I actually think in that way the pacing is pretty perfect on this episode. Uh, it's a thrill funny ride from start to finish. It's an excellent character study with an excellent balance of wackiness. Yeah, I can't fault this one. And this episode will be ranked unanimous cubic zirconia. This will be the sixth episode from season five to be ranked unanimous cubic zirconia, joining Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Amazing. Cape Fear, mm-hmm. Treehouse of Horror 4. Um, I can't remember all the segments in this. It's like the gremlin on the side of the bus. And, yeah. And oh, it, terror at four and a half feet. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the paintings episode. They're dogs yep. and they're playing poker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with super fun happy slide. <laughs> well, and Ned Flanders the devil, yeah. Boy Scouts in the Hood where Bart joins the junior campers. Oh, man. And goes on the squishy bender. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Watch all these now. Yeah. 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 And The Last Temptation of Homer, which we did with you, Phil, were the Mindy episode. That is so good. good. Yeah. That's actually really a fucking great episode. That Mm. was one that surprised me, like, because it wasn't one that I loved as a kid either, because it is more relationship based. But yeah, watching it now, you just see how fucking clever it is. Mm. Ah, I mean, hello. I'll just press the button for the stimulator. I mean elevator. <laughs> yeah, another unanimous cubic zirconias. Season one's part the general when he uh, rallies the school kids to fight back against Nelson. Fantastic. The way we was mm. when we see how Marge and Homer got together in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa's pony, Flaming Moe's, Homer at the bat, Lisa the beauty queen, Mr. Plow, who shot Mr. Burns one and two. This deserves to be up there with all those fantastic oh, fucking episodes. Also, in the Homer meets Bindi one, I just reminded myself and it made me happy. Got Colonel Clink in it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not Colonel Clink. He's just assuming his form. (laughs) (laughs) He shot a radar in the coffee pot. Look at those letters I sent you. (laughs) What was funny is we're watching that one, and I remember you quoting that a lot when we were kids. And we're getting up to that moment, like. I, I think he's forgot this part's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like amazed. I was like, wow. See, that was actually another one where you'd mentioned it on a previous podcast. Mm. And then, yeah, when we were going in to do ours, I was again doing the algorithm, working out which episodes we should do. And then, yeah, that one popped up as an option. And I'm like, oh, oh perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, when you say doing the algorithm, I assume you're just spinning the little wheel that comes with Twister. Uh, there is a sophisticated balance that yeah i'm making sure we cover the seasons evenly i'm making sure that i'm giving our guests a good spread of episodes like Mm. uh, making sure you're not getting too many failures not too many qz's got to make you appreciate them you know you gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta watch some crap before the qz's well or is it me feeling thoroughly satisfied and wanting more oh yeah (laughs) and jim i hope we've left you with that feeling as well I've had a great time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. The last thing we like to do before we get out of here is, is there something you've been enjoying this week? Film, TV? Uh, other podcasts? Pod, other podcasts, music? Uh, off the top of your head, what's something you've been enjoying? I've gotten back into D&D is for Nerds by Sans Pants Radio. They have a season called Merchant of Great Birth. I've got some good laughs out of that. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, just jumping on that, I I think I've already recommended it, but yeah, BigSoftTitty.png, they're also on Sans Pants Radio mm-hmm. now, and they've got a new premium podcast on Sans Pants where they're doing commentary for Grand Designs. Phil? I've been listening to Last Podcast on the Left about yeah. true crime. Excellent. Oh, cool. Very funny. A little bit crazy, but very good. And Netflix, I've watched all two seasons of A Good Place. And it's yeah. Oh, good. yeah. 
Yeah, we I didn't got into that recently, hey? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. You know, I was painting miniatures, so I wasn't paying all <laughs> the attention, but worthwhile. James? I want a history podcast at the moment, Emperors of Rome. Oh, yeah. Just covering a period of Roman history when there was four emperors in one year. So oh, wow. I think from memory, 69 oh. CE. So spoiler like, alert, four <laughs> emperors that year. The get, nicest year. Get into it. I think it's the Australian politics year. Mm. Yeah. I like to think it's a wacky comedy. Like, wait, one emperor, four emperors. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boing. <laughs> it's kind of like Tussling. that, but with a lot more murdering. Yeah, more well, Stabbing and feeding to the lions. Yeah. Rome was fun in a day. <laughs> Rome, if you want to roam around the world. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for episode 85 of The Simpsons Index. That's been Jimmy Mack. See you, guys. <laughs> that's been Phil Calloway. Toodles. And that's been BT Calloway. I'll see you in your dreams. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter. And now, please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. The bonus scenes? Uh, we built a mini ball, so they built the bigger mini ball. <laughs> we made the world's greatest penis. We bought down the. What? <laughs> you made the world's well, greatest penis? Yeah. <laughs> well, someone had to. <laughs> Stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Ooh. So much of today's pop music is just single word choruses that they just put through different pitch and filters, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, work, work, work. I'm about to do the work, work, and work. <laughs> Fuck music. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first, music. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, I thought it was fuck music. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Feedback, yeah, wait till you listen back to the podcast and then you get your own voice as your internal monologue. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. What's even weirder is when you listen to it and you make a joke and then you laugh at yourself <laughs> and then you laugh at yourself laughing at yourself and then you just have to stop moving. Or you laugh at yourself <laughs> in unison with yourself. Yeah. yeah. You hit the ha-ha-has the exact same time and we're, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this guy really gets, oh. <laughs> time like, I'm really funny. Oh, of course I am. Very quick by note-taking this episode. Mm. Yeah, I actually struggled to get it. Yeah, I got a full, yeah, I got a full page notes. of notes. It was weird. yeah, I, I, and I was because there's so much visually happening, especially in those multi-camera mm. jokes. Like you're trying to watch the screen and watch your writing, and then you'd lead to lines like "hot dog water wiener soakins." <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Is it even really a song? Uh, yeah, it's more it's like stand-up set to music. Yeah, it's yeah. like a poem that no one sing. asked for. <laughs> like most, poems. like all poems. You know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> yeah. No one's ever said, "Write me a poem." If they have, punch you in the face. What? So, what do you do for work? Oh, I'm a poet. No, <laughs> work. Yeah. Who asked for that? No one. Yeah, that died out when when lead makeup went out in the 1800s. Out <laughs> of weeks of lead makeup and poetry gone. <laughs> all for the better, I think. Yeah, I mean. Who's ever said that? Sat there and gone. You know what I want right now? A good poem. Yeah. You know what I really need is a poem and a brass buckle on my shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds dope as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why you can't come out of this room. (laughs) You and your pumped wig and lead makeup and buckle shoes. Mm. (laughs) Mostly because there's two doors. I'm a pilgrim in this picture. It's different for him. He's a lawyer. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's the powdered wig just comes with the territory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, you're powdered. It's just it's made of horse's hair. It's grey wig. How is that better? You're supposed to buy a horse and and take its hair and what? Wig. You've got to wrestle a horse. You have to buy a whole horse. I'm just a wig. winding you up. I was no, going to say they just kill the horse. Yeah. Well, why would you wrestle it? That's going to kill you. Yeah.
to but, prove that oh, you're a manly lawyer. But what, what if you just what if you bought three ponies instead? I like the idea that that's the bar exam. Yeah, <laughs> wrestle this horse. <laughs> yeah, that the bar is use this bar to kill this horse. <laughs> I'm a horse lord now. It's dead. Get it. Get it. Keep going. <laughs> During this time, I also like to bring up another question we like to have on the Simpsons Index. As a first-time guest, we mm. like to ask a question. If you could have a sandwich named after you, what would, what would it be? Or failing that, best sandwich? As in, do I get... So is the sandwich called the Jimmy Mac and it's got things on it? Yep. yep. No, you get Damn. your name changed to Beef on Rye. This shit. Beef on Rye? Shut up. I mean, it'd probably be a Reuben lookalike, but... um. All right, what would my... <laughs> yeah, give it give it a moment. Um, it's, it's a tough question. Also, that was my answer. So <laughs> well, it's everyone's good, answer. Good it's such a good sandwich. It's yeah. the best sandwich. <laughs> yeah, look, I find it very difficult to answer that question without saying, Ruben, I'm going to say a sandwich I make myself at mm -hmm. home sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's going to go in bonus scenes. I don't want to admit to this. It's going to end up in a bonus scene. <laughs> Are you just putting Vegemite and a slice of Kraft cheese on baked beans and put them in, in a Jaffel maker? <laughs> <laughs> Getting close to that, you know what? I, I do. I, I'm a fan of peanut butter, yeah, and then baked beans, yep. and then cheese, and then peanut chips, and then jaffel maker. Like, Holy fuck! Like yeah. potato chips or oh, yeah. like fries? No crisps. Wait, don't they get super soggy? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and hot in the jaffel maker. Peanut butter and baked beans oh, and chips. cheese. Interesting. There's a lot of things going on. Give there. it a spin, guys. See yeah. how you like it. We do want to make all these sandwiches one day. If so. you do like it. It's the Jimmy Mac. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things in the Big Soft Titty.png podcast. They theorize the holodeck just must be full of jizz. <laughs> they're not the first to do that, trust me. Yeah, but they're the first to come up with the jizz pig that just goes around cleaning ah, up the jizz. Why did it have to be a pig? Because that way you get bacon eventually. Ah! Well, it was actually because. Why? I think it's technically Jacob. Well, it was because apparently in the holodeck, they never like, like the camera was always had the legs out of frame. So it would have to be something short that was cleaning it all up. <laughs> so oh. it's just a, it just... either a little hobgoblin or a pig. Like those are the two things. Or, you know, a Roomba. <laughs> oh, who's cleaning the tray out of that? Another Roomba. <laughs> or, the, or the little brushes that just go round yeah. and around. I think you just, it just drives, it does one lap and then goes into a little exhaust pent and just jettison it into space. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I'm never seeing you again. Ooh, or just, it's like a jizz Zamboni. It's just actually no. just flattens it out and just spreads it. You heard it here first, folks. Jizz Zamboni is the thing that now exists. That actually somewhere. works way too well. Oh, yeah. We've solved it. Called and, it mean, titty PNG. and it would also mean that you would really, really want to learn how to ice skate super fast. Yes. <laughs> and never fall over. You do not want to be falling over. <laughs> so much incentive. Hands first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get back on track. Give me a first, everyone out there. <laughs>